Blog Talk Radio. Do you guys have the same thing in mind? Well, I'll tell you what. Gary Hart's done it once and for all. He stuck his nose in the Tribal Nation's business. Tribal Nation is up on the top. We're going to the top of the totem pole. But Gary Hart, tell you what, you have that pretty hair. It's going to come plumb off. Bring Stick any team you want. Bring any team you want. Any combination. Gary Hart, we're coming after your scalp. Now, let's go. You know why. I'm going to show you the body that women love and the men love to fear. It's just that simple. Take a look at that. How's that look, huh? You don't think there's You're a asking man me? out there? Look at it. I know. Hey, it don't take much for you to please you. Last time I was in San Francisco, I went downtown looking for a woman. You know what I mean? I wanted a woman. I couldn't find a woman. I found a lot of men that looked like women. Now you, Hulk Hogan, you belong in San Francisco. What's wrong with you, Gene? And after it's all said and done, you're going to be taking splinters out of your fat asses all night long because you got some fat asses. The only chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance, is that you can run Nicky Split. Because you can't run because you got some fat asses. You know, the warrior has a lot of bad habits, but the only ones that help me survive. Don't define yourself in the full power. Be a survivor. Don't smoke. Folks, there's jumping Jeff Farmer. Jeff, back. what a match you had with Motley. Yep. I guess what we're trying to say is whether you're a fat out of shape truck driver, whether you're a skinny geek pushing a taxi cab, whether you're a doctor or a lawyer that doesn't have half the money we have, this is the way life is. If only... Wants to slap Road Warrior Hawk, he'll do it. If Tully wants to spit on Road Warrior Animal, he'll do it. If Iron wants to take Dusty Road, do all that, he'll do it. And Nikita, if I want you, all three of them, gonna hold you, I'm gonna slap you, I'm gonna spit on you, I'm gonna kick you, and I'm gonna go. This is WrestleCast Radio with your hosts. Ryan Cook. He's walking up the ramp with with Sami Zayn, and it's saying, now qualified for Money in the Bank, and they're advertising that. They cut to a small graphic showing Sami Zayn on one side, <laughs> the other side, and the center of it says, Sami Zayn tells all with Bobby Lashley's sister. And Alex Mello. Robo Takahashi versus everybody. I, I thought I was going to have to give him a eulogy after the, the intense main event on night two of Battle of the Super Juniors. But boy, howdy, uh, did that match live up uh, not only to my expectations, but I'm hoping yours as well. <laughs> what, a, what a better way Which to come in. was that? That was the uh, the the last one that we that I uh, that, that we have on there, and with the boy howdy, I have a new one that I'm getting ready to make, and I'm like, we're so close to the, to Starcast, uh, where we will be performing. By the way, Friday the thirtieth, yeah. and come catch your guys there. Come get come get your merch. Come get your shirts. Sean Sean selling them. Um, Starcast, the hottest event of the year. Come on, Starcast weekend, all in on the. First, my God, a lot of all-in uh, announcements happening uh, within the last uh, couple of hours there, Ryan. Yeah, we're going to get into those right for the first break here. Uh, we got to talk the zero-hour WGN stuff. we got a bunch yeah. of news in room. Hometown Good station. Six- 
Andre Dunn. And uh, also, yeah, you got, uh, maybe Sean Dunstan will be there, huh? Sean Dunstan. Dunstan. That would be dope. <laughs> I'm the rat, Terry Gaetti. Well, no, he was a twin. He was a cub. Oh, I'm thinking of the other guy. No, Gary Gaetti was for like a minute. Was he? For a hot minute. Um, middle of the show, we're moving into the universe. Uh, not a lot of wrestling, but I I can't I can't deny that I actually kind of enjoyed some of the show. So I'm, I'm intrigued to talk to Alex about this. I know he said it was it was a good watch. So I um I was I wasn't too upset. I'll just say that I wasn't too upset. <laughs> Obviously. We've got to close tonight going outside the universe. We're talking nights 12, 13, 14, and 15 of the G1. Could just months. be the whole show. Yeah, might as well. I mean, well, seriously, I, I, I had a reawakening watching night 14. Like, those were the last matches I, I stayed, like, I, I wanted to savor. I tried not to, you know, go on the internet for spoilers, which was so hard to do, but those matches uh, meant so much, and, and they definitely delivered. But again, a reawakening, a rebirth of wrestling happened during night 14 in the co-main event. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, talk about a closing stretch of two matches. If you want to just put them both over, uh, I'm not going to lie, but, but to be fair, there was a couple nights that didn't really hit. I thought night 15 was, was kind of booty and I'm not, a, I'm not ashamed to say it. And I'll tell you why when we get there, I'm um, not ashamed. <laughs> I do. Got, I do want to talk. Uh, does Ishii Omega make the top 10 of the year? We'll talk that. Also, scenarios. <laughs> are you serious? There. Hey, you got to leave cliffhangers. Uh, oh, scenarios geez. are there. We got who's in and who's out for these final three nights of the G1 from both blocks. Uh, I got these scenarios like we're talking playoff football. If something happens with so and so and so and so and so and so, they will advance. <laughs> I got all of it ready to go. <laughs> so that's all exciting. Um, Can we have a little segment for the uh, final stretch of G1, by the way? We should do over, under, three uh, Kushida close-ups during the the, uh, the next stretch of uh, G1 Climax (laughs) nights. I I will say there's going to be more... Well, no, never mind. That'll never happen. I I will go over. I was going to (laughs) say more... Um, Milano Collection ATs going, holy shit, shit, <laughs> which I've uh, never heard that before from the from the Japanese commentator. <laughs> I, 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 thought, uh, I, I, won climax twenty eight, the best event. Uh, this is the real thrill ride of the summer, is it not? Yeah, poor poor uh, uh, Ishii for being a part of that move. With what happened. Yeah, I, I can't wait to break all that down here. Like I said, I got about six or seven good topics I want to discuss with Alex at the, begin, uh, the beginning of the show. Speaking of WGN, we'll get into it as well. Ring Warriors starts taping Wednesday and Thursday. I can't wait to break down the roster with Alex. But before we go to break, we got to let you guys know the T-shirts will arrive Wednesday. So beginning on Thursday, they will be ready for distribution as to how you got them paid. So right now we will have specific sizes available. If you do go on strongstylemedia.com and want to pick one up or message us on our social media, we can let you know what sizes are still available in both kinds. We will also be selling them at All In at StarCast. So if you want to pick one up there, we'll have them right at our table when we're doing our show. We've decided after uh, continuously teasing you guys, we're going to do the mid-year award show for about a month and a half now. We're actually going to be doing it 
uh, live August 30th, that Friday, when we are doing WrestleCast at the StarCast convention at the Hyatt Regency. So come by. We got some we got some fun stuff that uh, you guys can win yourselves a nice $100 gift certificate to Pro Wrestling Tees. We'll have more later in the month. Uh, I almost want to make myself and Alex eligible because I love buying merch, Alex. I cannot lie. Yes, you do. And you love buying me merch, and that's what's amazing. Thanks, Pro Wrestling Tees. See? Uh, Shout out to also Las Vegas Fight Shop. Uh, We told them we're going to be there. They're ready for us. Uh, We're coming to to wreck your store and buy everything New Japan out of that bitch. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Well, I cannot wait. I'm excited. We're gonna hit you real quick with this break. When we come back, news and rumors going around, but we're talking it right off the bat. We're talking Starcast. We're talking all in. Don't go away. Wrestlecast. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit fmlsolutionsinc.com to learn more about this innovative gear stand. When you send a message, your name will identify you to the other caller. Record your name after the tone. Hey yo, it's Sportscast Radio. You need to record a new greeting and record after the tone. Hit any key when you're done. Ryan Cook and Jordan Gistra give you the best in sports of the week with real MVPs, spit takes, Big news, and obviously those rumors. Strong Style Media is available on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, blogtalkradio.com. That means anywhere. You're connected. Say hi. You a fan of hot takes that make you say this? Join me, Ryan Cook, and my co-host Alex Mello every Monday night right here on Strong Style Media. We'll give you the goods from New Japan Pro Wrestling, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, Stardom, All Japan, Lucha Underground, and many, many more. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, Player FM, and now on iHeartRadio. As always, blog talk. Radio.com forward slash strong style media as well. And you know, you get us on social media. Hit us up. We got to get back to the ring. It's time for the man. You have the lowest fantasy football winnings I've ever seen. You have earnings dysfunction. I recommend DraftKings. And if you draft the perfect lineup in the free opening weekend contest, the prize is $1 billion. You said a billion dollars? Billion. With a B. This is, this is, this is money. I, I know what that is. Play DraftKings free $100,000 contest week one. And if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win $1 billion.
Alex, was that Paul Heyman saying his name over and over? Or was that Heidenreich saying his name? I'm, I'm happy we were able to hear Ludwig Borga's uh, theme. It's been a while. <laughs> Remember he was in Die Hard with a Vengeance? That was so awesome. I was he? In the theater. Yeah. He was one of the, one of the henchmen from Helsinki. Yeah. No, was yeah, that Paul a... Heyman? That's always been the rumor. Yeah, I don't know. I was supposed to say, wait, so he re- wait, you mean to tell me Tony Holme, Ludwig Borga was in... Uh, that was in that movie. Yeah, with Sam Jackson, where Bruce Willis wore that billboard with that, that <laughs> horrible language. No, what? That's that's probably one of my favorite, uh, like action movies ever. It's my second uh, favorite Die Hard. I mean, a lot of people give me crap for that because um, there was. I, I think Die Harder is horrible. Um, a lot of traumatic memories with that movie as well, but that's a story for a whole different day. But with a vengeance is, I, I think, a, a very good follow-up. Plus, you get Jeremy Irons as the bad guy. Come on. Yeah. No, that is that is awesome. I did not know. Uh, I had no idea that he was in that. That was that was about as crazy as today. What I do you know who the guy in the the Daredevil Netflix show is that uh, that plays uh, Froggy? Foggy, the dude from Sons of Anarchy. Oh, that's, Froggy, that's, the frat, No, the kid from uh, the redhead. What, what, what's he from again? He's Fulton Reed from the Mighty Ducks. That's what it is. Speaking I, of the Mighty Ducks, did you hear uh, about Goldberg from the Mighty Ducks? Yeah, how he's like all like drugged up and stuff. Totally night and day, night and day. <laughs> It's like a joke. It's like a clickbait where it says, you remember this person from the 90s? Take a look at him now. It looks legit clickbait material, but apparently 100% accurate. Wow. Shout out to Goldberg. Get better, sir. Get better. Yeah, I, I just, that blew my mind. I, I don't remember how I saw that or where I saw it, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> like, that's three. Let's go. I probably got clickbait into where are they now? The cast of the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> They're Probably all that um, So let's get right into the to this here. We're gonna we're gonna get two for one special the WGN, but All In is officially announced that they will be doing five p.m. Central Standard Time, zero hour. Yes, will be live on the WGN network. They will be showing a. Over the budget battle royal, as they called it, featuring 15 <laughs> more superstars, which I think is hilarious. Uh, some of the likes that, I mean, who, who was on who was on that advertisement for it? We saw, I know we saw. Well, who, oh, I just I completely just lost the picture. I closed it. Oh, here we go. Uh, Rocky Romero's on it. Jordan Grace is on yep. it. Moose is on it. Colt Cabana's on it. Uh, Ethan Page is on it. 15 competitors, so that's 10 of them named. That's a little intriguing. So does that mean Moose is good, or just because it's a uh, over-the-budget battle royal, you know, not as much uh, <laughs> hurt on, on, on his injury there? Jo- Jordan Grace is going to gorilla press him over the top rope to the floor. That'd be tight. Call it. <laughs> but we also get... Uh, SCU members Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky against the Briscoes. Yeah. That's a way to capture an audience to go on Fight TV, which everyone should, especially who's listening to WrestleCast Radio right now, to get the all-in uh, all show September 1st. Yeah, that's, wow. 
that's a hell of an opener and, and, and a fun way to start with the over the budget battle royal. Yeah, so this is, you know, obviously this this looks like WGN is really trying to start getting into the thick of things of the wrestling, which I mm-hmm. think always Smart. to me was somebody. Yeah, I, I was always confused why they never really did anything. Um, maybe a, sing, a syndicated thing here or there for like an hour on a, on a morning. But, yeah, I always wondered because they're in more homes. But you remember than... they used to have TNA wrestling in the early 2000s at like 3 in the afternoon before it moved to like Fox Sports. You know, because they're they're in more homes than all the Sinclair stuff, so they'll be in more homes than ROH. They'll be in more homes than Impact. They'll be in more homes than Lucha Underground. They'll be in more homes than Access TV. I mean, technically, (laughs) and and we'll get into this in a moment, but Ring Warriors is coming back, and they're going to be on WGN. They're now the second most viewable wrestling company behind the WWE. Very interesting, especially because all they play now on WGN America is definitely nothing that, you know, what you're used to seeing on WGN. But Ring Warriors, like you said, coming back, a pretty amazing thing. But like you said, smart on their end to kind of get on the all-in uh, bus there, uh, kind of airing those, uh, those two matches to kind of hype the rest of the show as well. I, I miss my uh, Cubs games every day on WGN. You stone? Yep, Steve Stone and Harry Carey. Chip Carey was on there too. Yuck! Was was that his kid, Chip Carey? Yeah, n- no, yuck, no, no, no. Who's his kid? <laughs> I I get it, but that doesn't mean you should name his name. Oh, I get it. I apologize. Here, I'll I'll Zach Saber my. Why not, Doug? Who's trying keto now, dickhead? <laughs> Sorry. How uh, Sorry. are you going to be repping that SCU merch uh, that that just dropped earlier uh, today as well during yeah, that all in match? I I gotta get some. So man, I was watching that being the elite today, and and uh, when when Scorpio Sky is about to drop the his normal, and I think they were going to praise it because I believe they were in SoCal, and then Joey Ryan walks by and he's like, huh. No way, he's not dead. <laughs> and then he's like, "Come on, Scorpio, just drop the line." He's like, "I can't, I can't." We're like, "What is wrong with them?" They're like, "Over There's... under in that tag match, by the way, three tables uh, going bye bye." Oh man, I could see it happening. Holy cow! If if they just go ham, I mean, it, <laughs> it could be wild. What two better brawling teams to just wail on each other for a good twenty minutes? And then to have it, some technical wrestling added to that as well, <laughs> with some high it, dive flying. It, and uh, I mean, we we all love our uh, our uh, kung or what is it? Was it chicken kung fu or whatever? What is what does Mark Briscoe call it? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know why I can't remember what it is. I'm sorry, but uh, redneck redneck kung fu or whatever. Um, <laughs> But then, then uh, other member of SCU, Chris Daniels, taking on Stephen Amell. In a yeah. weird way, I'm extremely intrigued by this. Uh, definitely open to a lot of possibilities. I, I have a lot of uh, being the elite to catch up on to kind of see. But I, I think it's really, uh, if I can say gnarly, that they worked a storyline into one of the most popular internet showcases uh, over the last year. Um, into a match, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, yeah. Ever since that, uh, when, when Amel did that indie show, 
How what? How far have you gotten on being the elite? Where? How far it's, up are you? I'm probably about twelve episodes behind. Oh, okay. So, so you didn't see uh, it's midlife been a midlife crisis like three weeks, which is probably like twelve episodes. Oh no, so. they do. They only they only do one a week. Oh. <laughs> so you might not be. That then far. I have no idea about the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you didn't get to see midlife crisis, Kazu, uh, little Kazu in the locker room when they're talking to him, and he's like about Marty Skrull because. Nick Aldis is trying to make Marty Skrull eat donuts to get calories to bulk up to as a heavyweight, <laughs> and everyone's just like, "You're gonna get, you're gonna get your ass kicked." And uh, Okada's like, he's like Marty Skrull. He's like, maybe this is his farewell song. And after I beat his ass, he'll end up on Two Hundred Five Live. <laughs> no, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow, they, like I got uh, some uh, important viewing at work tomorrow. They, they even had, uh, of all things, uh, Jack Swagger uh, this, at this one because the, the Bucks were in there. Jake Hager. Jake Strong. They're, he's, they're lifting weights, and he's got a, a, I'm a heavyweight tank top, and Young Bucks chastate him because he's not a heavyweight at all. And all of a sudden he turns <laughs> around, and Jack Swagger's curling. He's like, hey, Marty, you're going to wrestle Okada? And he's like, you're bleeped. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, that's the only thing you see of Jack Swagger is he say you're effed. And Skrull's like, oh no. I was like, what in the world is Jack Swagger doing in here? So that was a, that was a little interesting. Those things, I you know, they they do so much good work between the being the elite shows to really lead you plates. So they they do it. They did an autograph signing in, in Connecticut and then one in New York. And then the show ends and the Young Bucks. It's full sale, and it's the same lead-in to NXT from the top view of full sale as the camera pans down and the Bucks are standing there. And they're standing outside of full sale, and they're like, this was you know, one of our best trips. We'd like to thank everyone for, for bringing us on this journey. We'd especially like to thank Connecticut, New York, and Orlando, especially Orlando. <laughs> and they're like, Orlando. And then it cuts off to, to Cody Rhodes with DDP. But I'm like, how bad are they trolling people right now? Oh, totally. But it gets it gets him talking, man. There there's got to be some sort of. I mean, it it seems like yeah. Every, every everyone seems to be all in from John Cena saying the sixth move of Doom's going to debut during the first that he's going to be all in from Twitter using you know the Bella's premiere or whatever crazy show they have on E now that's not Ms. and Mrs. Uh, you know using all so yes they are definitely trolling each other. It's fun. It's making people saying, ooh, um, and it's getting people to talk, which is the most important thing for the sports of professional wrestling. Uh, so we'll have more as we continue to go. Make sure you follow at StarCast on, on the Twitter. Follow at All In. Get, give them a follow. They can get you up on everything you need to know coming into this amazing, amazing spectacle leading up to it. Um but speaking of WGN, Ring Warriors issued the following press release today that the promotion will return with a new set of tapings in August in Vegas. It says, Ooh. Ring Warriors returns the national spotlight August 8th and 9th with a big TV taping in Las Vegas. So Wednesday and Thursday, they're going to be at Samstown Live where uh, ROH does their pay-per-views. More than 30 performers will be on hand, several of which will participate in a tournament to crown a new Ring Warriors Grand Champion. 
Uh, here's where we get down to it, and this is where I want to get your thoughts. In addition to a dozen returning Ring Warrior veterans, there are a number of new faces joining the roster for the two-night event, including internationally mm-hmm. recognized superstar Austin Aries. Oh, the collector now, of belts. Does, does that mean Aries doesn't have a contract? And he's just working on a base paper basis with impact. Cause that's a little uh, interesting. Possibly. But you remember when that a whole ch- uh, changing of the guards with impact, they were just like, yeah, people can kind of work True. where they want to work. Like, kind of nonchalant about bookings. If you will, they weren't taking 10, 20% like the previous regime. So yeah, I think they're probably a little bit more lax, especially, you know, I think it's important with, with the, with the, you know, the, the steam that they have, from Slammiversary still, you know, I, I think for them to kind of spread their talent out a little bit more to, again, get people to watch pop TV. Are you ready for the list of other wrestlers? Because I can't wait for you to tell Hell me. Hell yeah. Uh, Willie Mack, Marty the Moth, Alexander oh. Hammerstone. Do you know who Alexander Hammerstone is? No. Is he awesome? He goes by, he goes by single H. He wears black trunks and has a sledgehammer, and he's jacked. I wonder, I wonder who he's ripping off and blatantly ripping off without any care. Um, That's awesome. Uh, funny Bone, the tag team known as the 1%, uh, Royce Isaacs and Jarrell Nelson, Chris oh, Bay, uh, Melissa Anderson, cheerleader Melissa, they will join such returning Ring Warrior alumni as Wes Briscoe, Alex yeah. Chamberlain, Michael Tarver, hmm. Santana Garrett, the simply tremendous dude Chaz Warrington. Do you know who that is? No, but he sounds pretty awesome. Chaz Warrington? Yeah, that's Mosh from the Headbangers. <laughs> Why is it when I typed in Chaz Warrington, a picture of Scott Hall popped up? That's just really <laughs> random. That's that's Mosh from the Headbangers, I believe. Um, Already. The Hot Shots, <laughs> who I didn't know were still wrestling, Chase Stevens and Cassidy O'Reilly. Ooh. The Dark Prophet, or the Dark Child Chance Prophet, the Tokyo Monster Cahagas, the Slambinos. Wait, that's one name. Uh, <laughs> those the Everything Tokyo you Monster. just said yeah. 40 seconds ago, that was one wrestler. Wow. Well, the Bring Dark Warrior, Child Prophet. And then there's the Tokyo Monster Cahagas, former NWA World Champion, by the way. Um, the tag of the Slambinos, Francisco Siazzo and AJ Genazzo, and the Southern Stomper, Luke Hawks. The Southern Stomper. So Luke Hawks versus Aries in the final is what you're saying? <laughs> Are you excited now for Ring Warriors? <laughs> I, I totally, totally am excited, especially with that one. No, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe just due to the fact <laughs> that the one show I've been watching um, a, a couple of, uh, gosh, what's what's the name of it? The uh, the one on Amazon where it's like a tournament. It's kind of like uh, Dragon Master Warriors back in the day. Um, yes, yes. But but it's totally Dude, something I'm- different. He was tight. <laughs> the guy who was in Mortal Kombat. You're like, well, no, Dojo Pro is the name of the show. And okay. I have been watching that for uh, for the last couple of days. You know, a few episodes here here and there. So uh, a, a fun watch for sure. 
kind of in that. Shout out, obviously, to the guy from Mortal Kombat, as we know, is Chris Casamasas, who played Red Dragon on WMAC Masters. No big deal. (laughs) (laughs) I used to love that show. Um, But apparently not as much. My childhood is (laughs) Uh, Speaking of the all-in, it looks like Rey Mysterio is basically set to sign and done with WWE. But the yep. reason that the delay is happening is because he said he he will come back, but he will not come back until after All In so he can fulfill his commitment. Respect. Does, Does that mean I'm a Rey Mysterio fan now? No, that's good. He's, he's living up to his contractual obligation that he signed with them. Yes, you know, his injury prevented him to fight earlier in the year for New Japan in Long Beach. Um, so he's, he's making good on his word, his promise. He didn't want, he's not going to be able to do all the dates like he wanted to, but Hey, you know, he's still kind of given his commitments, you know, not only with the final nights of the G one, but also, you know, appearing at all in, and a few other events in between. So kudos for him trying to fill out the rest of his obligations and not being bullied into that situation by the E. And, and now obviously last week we talked about how Matt Riddle apparently is canceling the dates, basically the opposite of Ray. Do you think that he's going to hold it against them for the fact of all in really might be something they should be paying attention to when Ray no. told them come back, but you got to wait. No, because they now see it at WrestleMania next year in New York city. Uh, one of your big premier matches of being a Ray Mysterio jr. Versus, uh, you know, Andrade Cien Almas. That's your, oh. your next match. That's your passing of the torch. That's your 20-minute, you know, second main event of the second hour. That's the one that will blow the the lights out of wherever the hell they're having WrestleMania at, the Meadowlands or what have you. But, yes, that's the match that they should be pointing to if they want that Hispanic demographic. Alex, if you want me to be excited for a WWE pay-per-view, you just got me excited. <laughs> I've made like that. You have made me excited if they're going to do that because you know I like Ray and I love me some Andrade Cien Almas. And I, and I know I, you know, poo poo on, on Ray Mysterio. That sounds really weird to say out loud. But no, you know, I, I, I say I'm not a Ray Mysterio fan. I do enjoy his matches. Of course, I respect his athleticism, you know, what he does inside, outside of the ring. Uh, maybe it's just because he was too pretty when he was on a mask in WCW. Maybe it's because, you know, he got up after he got, you know, uh, darted into the trailer by Kevin Nash on Nitro 20 plus years ago. I but, cried. Um, I... <laughs> Did you call the I'm police? I, I, I was in oh, seventh my. grade when that happened. And I was, oh, I started crying that they threw Ray Mysterio into him because he was like, they took him out on a stretcher. And I'm like, why does he have to do it to Ray? I got so mad for I Man so jumping mad. on the limo. Oh, <laughs> thank man. God that was years later. I I like I went from laughing when they beat up Scotty Riggs with a pipe to crying when they threw Ray into the, the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm a bitch. Oh man. No, but that that's awesome. And and what a better uh, you know duo of wrestlers to team up with bandito which again i've watched a little bit more on youtube over this past week and of course phoenix against you know again the golden elite three quarters thereof uh pretty damn exciting for that match i I mean like caffeine and whiskey when i see that match (laughs) like i may do a 
slip in my seat. I will not fall asleep like I'm at TLC when I watch that. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Only to wake up to hearing a, a grown man screaming because his bones are being broken in a compact trash can machine thing. A dump truck. Oh, no, what is it? A garbage truck. God, I can't even talk. <laughs> By the um, way, Kota Ibushi is going to be in the Chicagoland area, which to me is nuts for some reason. Him and Okada. Should we bring them Portillo's, do you think? Yeah. And then maybe they can hang out with us. Be like, hey, hey, Kota Ibushi, why don't you show me your, your diet regimen? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> uh, ROH New Japan, though, you mentioned the Madison Square Garden. They are rumored that they may throw Okada Omega on that show. I know you're a little indifferent after how we chatted earlier, but if you're ROH New Japan and you really want to try to sell at MSG, is this the right thing to do if you just want, if you're going for it, you just, you give them this? I mean, those are two wrestlers that is a no brainer, but you know, like I was saying earlier, I mean, especially with how the hell Tomohiro Ishii, Yes, wins and losses don't matter in the long run. The performances do, but he picked up a hell of a win in a, an incredible match against the uh, the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Spoiler, sorry. Um, but to me, I, I love Ishii. I, I will for, forever fight for for Ishii. But you know, but between those two, or, or maybe you throw in a Tetsuya Naito. Um, but, you know, as we talked, you know, before, if they don't do Jericho and Okada at Wrestle Kingdom 13 in January, and, you know, if Jericho really, you know, if Vince has really peeved the Jericho and Jericho's like, you know what, maybe I will perform in America. Maybe if that, you know, bridges, you know, kind of broke at the moment. If you want to sell out MSG, I, I think you kind of do a Jericho Okada but now that I say that out loud, yeah, I guess Okada Omega is the way to go. But I guess if you throw Naito, you know, kind of with, you know, you know, as an extra, you know, dancing partner, you know, for either or, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's fine. But I, to me, like I said earlier, that, that two out of three falls was such a perfect way to end that chapter. The Rock finally beat Stone Cold Steve Austin. That was the grand way to kind of end it to kind of cool it off until, you know, maybe a couple of years, you know, a la like they did with, uh, with Okada and, and Tanahashi. But uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't be mad. I, I have, I'm all in to, to, to go to that show for sure out in New York uh, next year. So um, yeah, I wouldn't be mad to see that in person. Just make it a 60 and, minute, you know, draw. I, Not draw, I but you know, it has to go minimum 60 minutes. I, I'm 100% in agreement with what you're saying. Like, this is the perfect time to cool it off for a little bit. But, I mean, if if I'm looking at business-wise, we're you know, if you can give America Okada Omega, which they never thought they would ever get, because you never thought New Japan would ever let that go out of their hands. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know how you can't do it. Agreed. And, and you know what? And as I also stated earlier, ever since I've started getting more focused into New Japan pro wrestling, what's been my rivalry? I know you and everybody else in our group love Okada Omega, but I always harp back on Tomohiro Ishii and Tetsuya Naito. For me, I think they had a great series of matches last year leading into this year as well. Um, and, and to me... You know, if you go Omega Okada, why not then throw Tetsuya Naito and and Tomohiro Ishii? Maybe Ishii finally gets an IC run 
or possibly, you know, a, a, you know, North American IWGP run, something along those lines. Hell, maybe you don't need a strap, but for me, that would be a, a tear the roof down. Definitely uh, follow that ish type of a match uh, for, for MSG next year. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board a hundred percent. You give me Ishii versus anybody. And I'm as excited as I am for, you know, Okada Omega, but, it just it sucks that Ishii wouldn't draw as well. That's the only thing that sucks about it. I don't know, man. He he I, he has a great fan base in the states, uh, as I'm seeing online, and he was pro- he probably had, as they say here in the states, probably more pop than any of the other wrestlers during these uh, last stretch for uh, these last four nights in the tournament. I say, my God, were the people behind him out in Japan for Tomohiro Ishii? Well, you know what I would love I love an is if you're gonna do Okada Omega and you want to do another strict strictly New Japan match, give me Ishi Tanahashi. I have a question. Mm-hmm. How come, or do you think whenever uh, Tanahashi ever misses the finisher, they say, "Oh, it's a high fly"? No. <laughs> I, I hope not. It's what he missed earlier. I was like, why Why doesn't anyone say that? <laughs> uh, what else do we got here on the docket here? Uh, Alistair Black's out with an injury. Is that maybe, excuse me, why he dropped the title? Or was it kind of I a think catch 22 where they're like, ah, it's a way to get him out? <laughs> I, I don't know if it was a way to get him out, but it, I don't, I'm sure it might have been lingering, but it probably prolonged after that battle with uh, Ciampa a few weeks back here, since that was taped a few weeks prior before the air dates. But um, it's it's unfortunate, especially I kind of like the triple threat setup. I, I don't know what they're going to do. Or do we really want Gargano Ciampa, you know, 19, just in this year alone, you know, or at least in the last 12 months? Um, it's hard part is what else you put in there. True, and, and and that's what I was about to say too. It's just what, what else do you go? That's the only Ricochet. sustainable storyline, you know. Into that, you got Ricochet and Adam, you know, Cole. Baby. Oh yeah, that's right. And then you got EC3 so, and mean, Velveteen. Yeah, unless you do some reshuffling, but I I don't know if all the shows have been you know taped already before SummerSlam as they prepare for that, and of course you know the May Young Classic to follow that. Uh, I I don't know. I think they're in a tough spot. It's unfortunate. Um, I think the triple threat possibly could have made uh, Alistair Black look, look a little bit better, uh, you know, kind of than than his previous title run. Hey, he wouldn't have been taken um, the back seat in the main. You know, he wouldn't have been not main event. You know, he could have hit his spots and you know looked good. And and that's their job. That's what Ciampa and Gargano are put out there to do for him, and and vice versa. But you know, to me, what, what's the stipulation going to be? You know, if, if they obviously do this, is this a grudge match? Is this finally the way to get Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling on the main roster? Is this finally, you know, an official loser leaves NXT, which I'm pretty sure they had one, what, eight months ago, seven months ago. Uh, but, you know, make it legit. Maybe that's finally your way for Gargano to take the Dan O'Brien spot after he shows up at All In. Do you believe that there's a chance that they could be smart enough where you could prolong this from SummerSlam takeover Brooklyn all the way to Mania's takeover by having Ciampa beat Gargano. 
you know, and you could have it foot on the ropes, whatever. You know, I'm fine with nefarious means finish if it means Regal tells Gargano, look, I'm sorry you lost. you got to start at the bottom now if you want to get another shot at the title. And you basically have him from September until April having to go through all these guys. You know, he's he starts by beating, you know, Otis Dozovic and Tucker Knight or, you know, the primetime <laughs> – or, you know, whatever, you know, he's, you know, Kona the Reeves, you know, starts up, I was going to say, um, yeah, there you go. And <laughs> he, like, he What's starts having to beat all these guys and, you know, you eventually get it to the point where at, you know, he wrestles Ricochet to get the shot at takeover for mania. And he finally gets back into it. And you, you know, you basically tell the story that he had to start from the bottom to get back to the title shot, and then he culminates with him winning at Mania. Could that be a good comeback underdog story for him? That would be a tremendous underdog story, but I I don't know if they they make make him take the leap before Mania. You know, maybe he's a, a surprise Rumble entrant. If they do keep him there, I don't know. Maybe Ricochet's the one to beat Ciampa. You know, at the Rumble, and maybe that's your main event at Mania with a Ricochet Gargano you know, a passing of the torch, if you will, where then that's when he finally makes the jump to the main roster. Who wants to go to the main roster anymore? I guess is the real question coming out of Orlando's performance center. But uh, no, I, 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 you know, as you've been saying over the, the course of the last year, he has been the best, you know, the best of the best in the WWE system, you know, that could pull off that storyline that could rope the crowd in something that is lacking on Monday and Tuesdays, but you have been getting on Wednesdays, but now with a slight twist, but then you can reverse that back into that, you know, Johnny wrestling, you know, red, white, you know, baby face, if you will, a, a great storyline for them to do. So you, you mentioned the young Gargano. Yeah, yeah, you could easily go that too. Uh, you mentioned May Young Classic. Um, the list is up to thirty-one, meaning there's one more to be filled. Um, Who's the surprise Rachel entrance? Evers, Rachel Evers will be back. Uh, Allison K. She was CNN Impact Wrestling. That was surprising. She's in oh, there. Okay. Uh, MJ Jenkins. She's a Performance Center recruit. Uh, Gia Lee. Uh, she's an NXT worker. I think she was in the tournament yep. last year. And Lucha wrestler is Zatara, who I've never heard of before. I apologize. Um, they joined the likes of Hiroyo Matsumoto, Vanessa Craven, Ariel Monroe, uh, Madison Rain, Priscilla Kelly, uh, Zaya Brookside, Miko Satamura, Tony Storm, Isla Dawn, Zeus's Lacey Lane, Karen Q, Mia Yim again, uh, Killer Kelly, Mercedes Martinez is back, Kavita Devi's back, uh, Caitlin, Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley again in it, Casey Cantanzaro, Nicole Matthews, Ginny, which is awesome, she's in it, Nixon Newell, or <laughs> Tegan Knox, as they call her now, Deanna Prazo, uh, Jesse Alaban, and Reina Gonzalez is back in it again. Uh, this <laughs> Your favorite. Oh, yeah, she sucks nuts. Um, excuse me for that one. This is, <laughs> I'm almost willing to say, a better crop than last year. I think the stronger people outweigh the, the 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 lower ends compared to where it was just so balanced last year that, you know, you had Tony Storm and you had Tessa Blanchard, mm-hmm. and don't forget uh, Piper Nevin. Oh my yeah, gosh, Piper Nevin was tremendous. Tony Storm, I think Sant was Sant Santana. Vanessa Gurren was Florida was in it last year, unlike this year. 
My feelings are hurt. <laughs> but this year, I mean, Miko Sanamura's in there, Hiroyo Matsu, mm-hmm. uh, Matsudo's oh, in yeah. it, Tony Storm, Ayo Shirai. Uh, we get Rhea Ripley back in it. There's a lot of big names. Ginny's going to be tremendous. Nixon Newell's going to be tremendous. So there's a lot of names in it this year. They're, they realized how well it did last year. Um, Is your money match in the final Io Shirai and Tony Storm, or who do you think is is should be your big winner? Since maybe Kyrie Sane hasn't done as much. Are you building your next Shayna Baszler out of this tournament like you did with her with with last year? I guess is part of the question. Um, if there's nobody under contract that you're really trying to do it with. I think yeah, Io Shirai and Tony Storm is the way to go because you're gonna get a you can get a half hour match out of them at that woman's mm-hmm. uh, only pay per view that's gonna steal the yep. show. Like if I'm if I'm the main roster women, I go shit. I don't want that to be on the show. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but you know, pardon my French, but that's the first thing It's like, well, that's gonna be a rough one to follow. You know I mean, what's crazy is like these 31 women could easily be a part of that that battle royal I'm sure that's going to be at Evolution, and it would be insane. And like there's just like you said, there's just so much talent, you know, minus you know a few. But I, I it's it's hard to call. It'll be interesting where they go. A lot, a lot of uh, you know some some good talent overseas, some good Japanese talent coming over, but a lot of uh, American wrestlers this year. It seems like more so than last. I can't wait for you to see uh, Nixon Newell and Ginny, uh, a couple of the European women who are should have been on that UK show, but injuries stopped it because they are. Da- I mean, if you remember when we did our draft, Ginny was Demetrius's number yep. two pick. So, yep. you know, there's a lot of clout behind her. Obviously, you took Miko Satamora from Sendai Girls, and maybe they get another Sendai girl. Like uh, 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 Dash Asako maybe could come in and take it. That could be kind of cool. So besides Tennille Dashwood and, and who you just said, who who would be a surprise uh, final entrance for the Mae Young Classic? Now, besides Awesome Kong as well. Now, would you say surprise entrance? Is this somebody who... Who would you want to enter this this foray? Are you going for a wow? People would be like, holy crap, I can't believe that she's number 32, or is it... Ryan, who do you think would be awesome in the tournament that would that would really stand out and showcase what she could do? If your answer isn't for both scenarios, then I would say answer the first followed by the second. <laughs> well, I Who's think the wow factor. I I think the wow factor unfortunately is bringing another American name in. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but, you know, somebody like um, uh, Kelly Kelly. You know, something like that. Um, I I don't, I'm not That's excited. It's a different wild factor, I suppose. But I like people, I think, I, I think Awesome Kong would deliver a huge yeah. holy cow factor. Um, God, if I Gail Kim, that would be a huge wow factor. There you go, there you go. That's a good. Unless that was like a red herring on her part. Her and Kong just come out and just dismantle everyone at the at the finals at Evolution. 
Keel, Keel, that 100% ridiculous. is the way to go. I think that's a tremendous way. Now, Who's the one that would, uh, that would be your go-to to deliver a great performance in this tournament? I would love to see uh, Mayu Iwatani, even though ROH has the stardom connection, so that wouldn't happen. But I would love to see mm-hmm. Mayu Iwatani. I would love to see Hanakamura. Uh, okay. I mean, like, uh, Kagetsu, I still think Kagetsu is one of the best in the world. But once again, they're all... Um, they're all uh, um, ROH. You know, Under contract. That. Yeah. Um, God, it's it's tough because there's there's so many ways you could just go with it and and just really make somebody go holy cow. Um, you know, Miyu Yamashita. There you go. That's what you do. That's the that was Demetrius's like number one pick. She's the Tokyo Joshi champion. I don't think anybody has a tie with DDT right now. So maybe that's how you do it. <laughs> and then maybe maybe you get crazy near you have a Sami Kodoka show up and wrestle uh Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> oh Ciampa doing it big. Um <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna have a uh you know, besides the um over the budget battle royal, I hope they have at least one or two women's matches at all in. Well, I'm a, well, Chelsea Green's got to probably wrestle somebody, I would think. Ooh, Kelly Klein, that'd be tight. I don't know why I'm a Kelly Klein fan. I, I just think... I used to be until I saw her get in the ring with good women workers, and I was like, good God, she's she's not very good. Her, I, I don't know. The the ROH matches I've seen, I, I think she can carry a match. But yeah, her and Sumi Sakai, Sakai definitely was taking advantage like even even like not to dog her out, but on that stardom eight man at that ROH pay per view, you know mm-hmm. she just looked like the odd man out all the time with with Kagetsu and Hazumi and and uh, Hanakamura. Oh, it's because they're savages. I mean, they they, <laughs> they literally will make anyone look, you know, just like what? I mean, and plus, you know, they're they're you know the attraction. So yeah, they're, of course they're gonna. But yeah, no, I I, I totally hear you. I I don't know. I mean, she's still you know. Chelsea Green, if you will. No, well, you know what I mean. But, you know, I, yeah, I, I'd say give it a few years. Once she finally gets it, she can be that, you know, that massive heel or she could be that baby face. I think she just has the look. She has good timing. Uh, she has good uh, mannerisms, too. Um, it's just, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, it's like a Vanessa Bourne where I just see something there. Um, do you know... Uh... Well, I, I got one more thing left, um, but this Shout is out to prompt. Daredevil, Derek Fury. Check him out on Facebook. Do, do you know where the Galley Arena is in Villa Park, Illinois? The which one? The Galley Arena, 270 West North Avenue in Villa Park. Uh, no, Galley. Um, is it a soccer field? It's, well, it's It'd be like an, it's an arena. I'm guessing uh-huh. it's like a, like a, like a, oh, like what am I trying to say? Kind of like an armory type place, like a smaller venue. Okay. Kind of like something we saw Dragon Gate in. Okay. No, I, I haven't heard. I was at Villa Park to go see that ROH show, but it wasn't that arena. Okay. They're um, uh, September 8th. They are running. 
the Nick Gage Invitational 3 hmm. in Villa Park. And uh, let me, I'm just going to, I want to just pull this up here. Of course, it won't show up now that I want to. But uh, uh, the fir- for the first time uh, ever in America, Masashi uh, Takeda is going to be on the uh, the show. <laughs> wow, this is going to be insane. Nick Gage, this guy is the tip. Nick Gage Invitational. The participants, uh, pretty much the, the thing to know is Masashi Takeda and Asami Kodoka, the two guys in that death match, are going to be in this Nick Gage Invitational death match tournament. It's it's gonna be brutal. Like how many? Uh, if you thought we saw a lot of uh, a lot of installation bulbs get smashed out in Japan a few weeks ago, how many do you think are gonna be smashed in Villa Park? Second row is fifty bucks, and there's still tickets on sale. Wow. I kind of want to go. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to go see Masashi Takeda potentially wrestle Asami Kodoka in a deathmatch tournament. I think you have to. Get your teleport ready, man. We're going to ponder about that. Meanwhile, we're going to leave with this. Kane won his mayor run. Kudos to Kane. You excited Kane yes. as the mayor of some city in Tennessee. Hey, if he can make a difference in his county, then good for him. You know, he's always had a political aspiration. He's always been a small business uh, owner as well with the insurance companies. So, yeah, kudos. Congrats to Kane. That's awesome. Congrats to Kane. We're going to take our next break. When we come back, we're going inside the universe. We're on SmackDown talking about how is the build to SummerSlam. Are we excited for it or not? We'll talk to it. No way. Most people would consider this. Illegal. Illegal. What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Hey, Alex Mello here, one half of the pop culturist, inviting you to get your pop culture fix every Wednesday night here on the Strong Style Media Network. Alongside Half Pine Kyle Adams, we'll see who got beat down at the box office, run down the Manic Movie Minute, find out what Kyle has for his musical mantra, and you hear our takes on the latest in film, the television, and the music. Listen to the Pop Culturist every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time 
on blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media or search strong style media on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Player FM. Strong style media, we are conglomerates. Greetings and salutations, fight fans. It's your boy Dub. One half of standing eight count radio. You want fight analysis, news, a look at the local Minneapolis, Minnesota boxing team? Then tune in Sundays, 10 p.m. Central Time, and listen to Ryan Cook and I break down the street science. If you don't know where to find us, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and Blog Talk Radio. That's Ascending Eight Count Radio, and that's presented by Strong Style Media. We are conglomerate. two things this week, Ryan? Find out right now. <laughs> Breaking news, Michael Crabtree and Akeem Talia actually play nice during Ravens-Rams joint practice. That means no chain snashing went on. You say Talib Kweli. That's awesome. Quality uh, uh, Akeem, control. Uh, Akeem Talib. Oh, that guy? The quarterback? Yeah. That's tight. Alex, I still need your keepers, too. I sent them to your uh, Strong Style Media. Ooh. Great. I will check no, that out as we talk oh, yeah. about no, Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Let, let, me, let, me, let me just let me, let me say this the most honest way I can. Monday Night Raw had some bad matches. I mean, I want a star and a half, a dud, a star and a half, two and a quarter, a two. And I did have a three-and-a-quarter match, I won't lie. It was not good. But I'll tell you what. They got Roman over with the crowd. Yep. That's one thing they did, right? Um, and they made Lesnar look like an uncaring badass. Oh, I'm surprised you put badass, because I thought, wow, they're totally burying Brock Lesnar by Brock Lesnar burying himself. I liked how he just looked like a bully, just like a prick. Like, I don't, what do I need to do anything for you for? Do you well, know what? They, they got everybody just saying, oh, get out of here. Like, oh, you are this person that we're seeing on screen right now. Mm-hmm. He, I guess there's a, there's a video after Mike Rome, one of like the backstage guys, he beat the crap out of him too. <laughs> I, I wish I would have seen that. <laughs> My biggest you, question for Monday is this. They show, of course, uh, your uh, significant other's favoriteest crush in all the world, uh, Mr. Uh, Burn It Down, Seth Rollins. He's rocking, you know, he's getting ready for his match against Drew McIntyre, rocking those AirPods, of course, product placement. And then they show <laughs> the big dog later on contemplating against what he's going to do with Brock Lesnar later on that night. But he has the corded. Apple earbuds. 
Who's the real big dog in the WWE right there? Like, come on. It ain't, it ain't Roman. And by the way, so obviously at the end, you know, they, they ban him from the building. And Lesnar beats everyone up. I watched 10 minutes of Raw tonight because my kid was eating something. And one of his shows was on a commercial. And he said, Kurt, you knew this was going to happen. Suspended me for the night. You know, who was here to protect the yard when you suspend the big dog? And then I turned it off. I said, God bless America. Just when I thought they finally figured it out. They just totally. You'll hear more about that crap next Monday night, August 13th. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I mean, you know, Baron Corbin Finn Balor had another fun match. I said I went three and a quarter on it. I didn't hate it. was there somewhere? Slam match. I thought this was going to be at SummerSlam. Apparently, cut to, for time. But I thought they both went balls to the wall. They would had what two commercial breaks. Uh, again, yeah. this was their SummerSlam match. Finn Balor, maybe he gets inserted in the Intercontinental Title. I don't know. He did just lose to Baron Corbin. Maybe you make it a fatal four way. It's Vince McMahon we're talking about, so it's, I guess it's going to possibly happen. But uh, insert these two after that match. I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, it's just unfortunate that these two might not be at SummerSlam, but a hell of a TV match for sure. What are the best on Raw? I would say of the year. Yeah, it was a really fun match. I was really into it. Great um, pace. Then um, Alicia Fox takes on Natty. Alicia Fox, as we all know, is one of the most unsafe workers in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we saw that when she displayed her Punch. apron over the head uh, no. t- antics by Natty almost taking a face dive off the apron from the unsafe working environment she put her in and then proceeded to pummel her. Um by the way, I think we officially found out who's a bigger badass than Ronda Rousey, and it was one Alicia Fox, because she <laughs> beat the hell out of Ronda Rousey to the point, like, Bliss was like, hey, get over here. And she was, she was tagging her. <laughs> she was whooping her ass. Man, so Alicia Fox, she doesn't care. Uh, she's my real MVP of the week. Uh, the match sucked. <laughs> You know, it was what it was, but I yeah, she did not care. Ronda Rousey was running like the Terminator, and Lisa Fox just grabbed her and said, "Shut up!" and whip. Mm-hmm. She was whipping her into that bear. I was like, "Oh my god!" Somebody in the back's got to be going, "Whoa, she shouldn't be doing this." <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, it is about that time for the uh, that that every three years Alicia Fox kind of momentum for about two two or three months. Uh, we then find out Ronda Rousey, Alicia Fox will be on uh, the Raw that ended an hour ago. Uh, Jinder Mahal defeats Braun Strowman. I gave that the uh, weekly dud rating. Yep. As How does have. Jinder Mahal go from trying to be a badass, putting like Roman Reigns through a wall or whatever, to now going, Shandy, Shandy, every week? Uh, like, Creative has nothing for him, and it's unfortunate because he's improved, and, you know, they're just still trying to do a caricature and still trying to hang on to that India money. But, you know, how you do that is make him look strong. I was actually intrigued by this match until I realized, oh, somehow Kevin Owens is going to come out 
which of course he did, but at least we saw Braun Strowman murder uh, Sunil Singh. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure he, he was knocked into the audience and then ping-ponged right back um, onto the outside. But uh, yeah, no, nothing, nothing there. Nothing there. I don't know what was more enjoyable, that or a uh, Tomatonga match during the G1 tournament so far. That's kind of a hard one. What's the yard to a world? <laughs> I got that in my notes. <laughs> um, Apollo Cruz defeats Akam. Yeah. Showing that a that tag happened. team isn't good enough to win singles matches. So I don't hate that they won or that he lost. Um, well, they just need to win the tag match. Mm-hmm. That we're probably going to get again. Uh, Seth Rollins defeats right Drew McIntyre. Now? You mean that ended two hours ago? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, no, Razor is probably going to battle Titus O'Neil. Oh, yeah, because you got to do that first. You know, that's just the cardinal rule, because then that'll get to the tag team. <laughs> <laughs> to the pre-pre-show. Uh, Rollins over Drew McIntyre went two and a quarter. It didn't get, get it didn't get going, and when it kind of tried to get going, it just ended in the schmoz again. I couldn't believe yeah. it could end up making a tag match out of it. <laughs> that is true. Uh, the only Somebody thing make- I took out of this match, uh, a couple of things, McIntyre looks huge, uh, and B, uh, what was that that white that white noise from the top? Uh, that was, that was cool. insane. Um, but how on point Dolph Ziggler's hair was hashtag heel. He looked like how Triple H should have looked during Evolution, and not heavy trips, but like like how Ziggler looked on a Monday. I don't know. I just envisioned there should have been Motorhead playing in the background. Have the king on your knees, dog. Dead, dead. Battle hair goes down. Hair is hair goals, by the way. Uh, main event, I went two stars. Sasha and Bailey, who are now best friends again after they probably decided that they're not going to go with the lover quarrel, uh, defeating the Riot Squad, minus Ruby Riot. How odd was that storyline for a second? Like, how do you yeah. explain that to all the younger fans? Which is fine. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying, but, like, I had to explain to the eight-year-old, like, her favorite wrestlers are those two. And she's like, hey, what's going on with them this week? And I'm like, oh, by the way. And I was like, I, oh, I'm just watching it, I center stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, shout out to DraftKings.com. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's finally going to happen at Evolution, right? It has to. That is unless the they don't the win the tag belts. I just here's my problem is I don't care you that they're going to do the evolution of their feud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Come on, you got to learn. You got to play on words in the WWE. That's He's right. the biggest fuck of them all. Um, Can there be a revival for Dash and Dawson on the main roster? Did they wrestle this show? Yeah, against your the leader of out. worlds. Oh, yeah, because I tweeted. I was so mad. I I remember that there was some random people that responded to my tweet. And I don't know where they are, but kudos. Um, I'll shout you out. Cool guy Dave, I think, was one of them. I don't remember the other guy's name, but uh, appreciate the – I'll find this damn thing because I was so mad watching this. Where did... Hold on, hold on. I'm not – I'm just, just buying time here. No big deal. 
Um, I was just trying to do the play on words as you were just saying. Here we go. Finally going through a run that blows my mind how the Revival go from having the best matches to getting to the main roster and having awful matches. The main roster's work rate blows me away how bad it is. Shout out to at BeerMonkey360 for the for the appreciation uh, on it. Beer Monkey, that's awesome. Beer Monkey. But it's true, like, like I, so I, I didn't even write it down. I need to write it down because I didn't, I watched that match and didn't write it. I don't remember the ranking on it. Uh, my my problem, Revival uh, versus Deleters. My problem with the whole Sasha Bailey thing is, if you're going to go that angle, go that angle and just commit to it and do it. Don't Don't build this thing for two months do the angle on TV and then puss out and stop it. Because this, like, if I was somebody who just woke up from being in a coma, I would ask, oh, man, (laughs) when I was out, what did I miss over the weeks on Raw that with these two? And they would go, oh, nothing. And I go, no, I had to because there's no way it went from last week to this week like that. There's, There's no physical sense that makes. Oh, but that's what they did. Oh, okay, well, thank you. I guess I really... (laughs) Expletive deleted it. Yeah, I mean that's because that's what that's the oh, I mean it's it's, it's frustrating because there's money in those two. Just give them twenty minutes, and and people will say, oh, that's a match of the year candidate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not. We you're know not. how to. I mean, it it happened two years ago. It happened the year after that, and and they could have done it something big in Brooklyn at SummerSlam to kind of commemorate that that iconic match at NXT. And and they just screwed the pooch. There's still two weeks. I haven't seen, you know, tonight. But to me, that, that should have been one of your marquee matches, not only for the women's division, but for your whole show. Because, again, these have been two of your biggest performers over the last three, four years. And, and you know, to give them that much of a storyline, hell, this is being, being teased since late 2017. Hell, this was supposed to happen at WrestleMania. But again, it's August, and it looks like it's going to be pushed to maybe October if we're lucky. Yeah, like is that the thing of like, oh, let's slow down, pump the brakes, and let's culminate it at Evolution? <laughs> Why? That's 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 probably it. Because you remember we're going to get this at Money in the Bank, and then or the one before that. And I was like, no, we'll wait till SummerSlam. We'll wait to that because we're afraid it was going to happen last month. We were like, this is money all over, and not you, Carmella. Sorry. No, no, she's even though she is. <laughs> she is what? Say it. She's good at what she does. Oh, let's move into SmackDown. Anything else on Raw you want to talk about? <laughs> uh no, no. SmackDown Air- AirPods. <laughs> SmackDown confused me because we were an hour and 20 minutes in the show and there had only been one match and I'm like what is he telling me I'm going to be excited about okay, or that I'm not going to hate uh, Bar Usos I went three and a half on this I, I thought this was really good great great way for the bar to get back into the picture mm-hmm. these two guys I mean they always have good work this is a match that I think if it would have had an extra five six minutes of it on a pay-per-view it would have cracked the four because it was on the way to doing that. But, unfortunately, it's a TV match, and that is what it is. But by by no means, you know, if you if you got this on your DVR, go out of your way to watch this match. This was awesome. 
Great match. Uh, good commentary by the New Day, you know, even though I don't think they, they planned it out with the uh, original broadcast team or in production. Um, but one thing that I really, really enjoyed during this match was to kind of see a, a more revitalized bar. Uh, hopefully Sheamus, uh, you know, kind of healed, uh, healed his body and his neck over the last couple of months, as well as Cesaro. Uh, but I liked how there was no 360 camera turn for their entrance, and Cesaro, I think, was waiting for the cue. Then finally, Sheamus was like, dude, just go to the other side. And they were like, oh, yeah, this isn't Monday night, because this is what? Their only third appearance on Tuesdays. Oh. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I kind of dug that, but a, a hell of a tag match. I'm happy to see them back. I'm happy they got the win against the Usos, and I can't wait for tomorrow night against the New Day. So then they can beat... The Jobber Brothers or Bludgeon Jobbers, whatever they're Dang. called. See a Harper, Rowan, Harper, Bludge. They're gonna bludgeon. Um, Luke Harper. Yeah, Luke Harper's tight. I love Harper, <laughs> but it's just again, how do you go from being the fall tag dominant? Like, what magic <laughs> serum did they take? They started to getting achieve. bludgeoning tools. It's those those new outfits, man. It's all yeah, that redness. That, that music. And then, and then, and then, That changed the game for him. Uh, Isn't it also Kalina crazy Vega. that on Tuesday they did uh, probably the Sasha Bailey storyline better in one show than they did over the last eight months with them, uh, with Becky and, and a returning superstar, which we'll get to in a bit. Oh. It's true. That's a, I didn't think of it that way. That's a good point. That's a good point. Like watching uh, this show, I was just, that's why I thought the show was good because they started and ended it with a focal storyline on a championship, thrusted somebody into that scenario, and had two best friends, you know, who started, who are part of the Four Horsewomen, to then see and dismay and disgust at their friend by seizing an opportunity. That's why I thought it, they did a hell of a smack. It had continuity. SmackDown actually yeah. had continuity. Like it was, it was the epitome of a start to finish show that worked. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll get into these segments here in a sec. The other match here, uh, Zelina Vega defeats Lana. Uh, it was what it was. I still can't believe they're allowing Corey Graves to go, Oh, look at that. That's, that's tranquilo. tranquilo. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of, Scoffed at that, but uh, kudos to Lana, even though uh, you know it is what it is. She tried a little, not she, not saying she never tries, but no, she seemed like she's putting in more extra work. She seemed yeah, a little bit yeah. more flow into into the match. And when when you're in the ring with Zelina Vega, I'm sure they probably had some, you know, some time to to kind of work some things out. You know, uh, you know the she will be playing AJ Lee actually in that Page uh, uh, movie. Okay. All about my family, I believe it's called. But she's actually portraying that, so it's going to be interesting when the promotion for that films and and Selena Vega starts happening. But Selena looked awesome as always. Uh, she's she's a star, and I think they, they they know they have a double threat in her. And I'll say this too. Now i i want I want a star and a half on the match, and I say that in a good way, like. Mm-hmm. Lana worked hard. She, I can't deny how hard she worked. And, yes. you know, Zelina Vega, she hasn't probably wrestled in a year or two unless it's a house show. You know, I mean, she really hasn't, I don't think, wrestled since she got to the E. 
which means she hadn't really wrestled since the Indies and TNA before that when she was with uh, when she was Rosita. When she, mm-hmm. when you know they were wrestling Taylor Wilde and all them, and if you think Taylor Wilde and Kong and Gail Kim, that was a long time ago. So, you know, it is what it is. But she was, you could tell she was getting rid of a little ring rust. But yeah, I, I think I say that in a way of a star and a half trending the the right way, where mm-hmm. that's a good start for them with. Lana learning, you know, Rosita getting rid of ring rust and them never touching before in a ring like that. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, when I go a star and a half on revival, the leaders, that's downtrending because that shouldn't be that bad. So I, I give this as a positive star and a half when I say that. So don't mean a dog. It's just being honest. It wasn't that good. But, you know, I, I appreciated what they what they went for. I mean, you can't you can't argue what they went for. And a continuation with the Rusev Day storyline, the uh, dissension within that camp, uh, which is obviously leading to uh, you're going from uh, a championship match to a SummerSlam pre-show four-hour extravaganza on the WWE Network of Rusev battling Aiden English. Okay. Uh, unfortunate because I, I liked how they went with that uh, with that storyline and, and the segment backstage afterward uh, with that, but. Unfortunately, Aiden English will be going down. Um, before we get to the main event and the segment following it, the other two segments that sent out to me, Samoa Joe cut an awesome promo on AJ Styles. I thought that was awesome. Um, he got me hyped for that match. Very yeah, awesome, he... but awkward as well, because we all know he's a family man. So to me, this just this was a really random thing. Just come out and say, hey, we have a pass. We've beaten the living bleep yeah. out of each other for years. I'm going to do it one more time. This time, though, I'm taking the biggest prize of them all, the WWE Championship. That's all you need with these two, not, oh, you abandoned your family, your kids. I know you, AJ. To me, that was just so stupid. You're on the road. You don't know your kids. Like, to me, you don't need that. That's stupid, creative, having nothing for them. They don't need that BS. Just Joe Styles, 25, 30 minutes. That's the match that people should be wanting to watch I hope they drop whatever BS this is. Yes, Joe was good in this, fumbling a line or four, but hey, it is what it is. The ring work will speak for itself. Yeah, I just I I, I think what got why I liked it so much is I like Joe's intensity behind the promo. Like I Ooh, your kids, I, your family. Orton had more intensity. Oh, you hated this promo. You hated it. Oh, I hated oh. it, but but you know I, I like the intention. It's just not needed. This yeah. isn't needed. You're the not guy wrong. who doesn't love his family is not going to tattoo his kids' names and birth on his ribs. No, let's of be real. Not. But it's the WWE, and you gotta, you you know this is this is the the hand that we're dealt. This is Dominic on a pole match or whatever. Yeah, they had. They, they didn't years put ago. no Dominic on a pole. Come on, that was. <laughs> <laughs> Child service and immigration would have been Yeah, I mean, another segment I forgot about too. Yeah, we had the we had the Jeff Hardy Randy Orton thing. I, I I like Orton's intensity, but this to me was a little overkill. Like he beat him up for oh, like yeah. eight minutes, and I'm like, come on! Like I don't want to see Jeff Hardy at SummerSlam. There's no reason Jeff Hardy should be back on television for two weeks. <laughs> 
No, I, <laughs> I agree. If, if this was Jeff Hardy seven years ago, I'd be like, oh, man, give, give me more, 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 and more. He's just standing like up the Sir Dancing. <laughs> but one thing for sure, I love Wacky Nakamura. I love this version of Shinsuke. Um, I, I like how he's confused by it all. Uh, triple threat match is, is the obvious thing, but it'll oh. be interesting what they do. Hopefully Jeff will uh, will be ready in time. Hopefully his body will fuse together by SummerSlam. So is every single title on SmackDown going to be a triple threat at SummerSlam? Duh. Except the world title, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, at this rate, it looks like Barra and New Day are going to go to a no decision, so it can be a triple threat with the bludgeons, right? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> um, the yeah, other dude. segment, uh, Ms. Daniel Bryant, uh, they, had, they had a fun little thing. I like Daniel Bryan's comment where he said, you'll never be the rock. Yes. I thought that was cool. Um, a little overkill the, I thought with the, the Jim Halls, this and that. Come on. They're, they're at Villa Park. No more Jim Halls. Unless you're yeah. Jake Hager at Marion Catholic High School with Alberto <laughs> Del Rio. <laughs> um, but then we get the the Carmella coming out and crying and nobody buying it. The Becky Lynch thing, Charlotte Dave. Uh I like the the Becky Lynch where she didn't admit she was gonna cheer against her friend, but kind of admitted she was gonna cheer against her mm-hmm. friend. I like that. Um they showed her mad when the match was over. Um I mean the match was what it was boy, I, t- I tell you what. Carm- or, uh, Charlotte definitely seemed like she hadn't been in a ring for a while. I like I was like, holy cow! She even she even looked. Little... What's that? Few missteps. There there was some you know deer in the headlight looks you can kind of see after a moonsault or three. She uh she kind of looked like when Seth Rollins came back out of nowhere after that injury. I mean she wasn't as she wasn't that like genetic specimen looking too when she came back. So I mean, you could definitely tell. Like the second I noticed that she looked, uh, she looked a little doughy in some areas. I'm like, oh, she's gonna struggle. Ooh. And and I don't yeah. mean that as a bad, but you know, it's the same thing with Rollins when he wrestled Triple H. Like he wasn't mm-hmm. this 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 ripped freak. You know, he he looked a little a little doughy in some areas because he came. Or no, not that it was when he came back um, at Money in the Bank against Ambrose and Roll and Roman. Uh, when he won the title when Ambrose cashed in, he didn't look all there from that injury, and you mm-hmm. could tell his work. He was, you know, he was just a, little, a step slower. And I'm, you know, I mean, she's got she's got two three weeks to get back into into that ring shape, so I'm not really worried about it. But Carmelo was not the right person to be able to lead it in there. Um, <laughs> I still went to an hey, but when she I kicked out of that natural selection, I was like, oof, they're going New Japan on that. What's that? Doesn't doesn't everybody kick out of the natural selection though? Well, not if you're Carmella. Come on. Oh, oh right, right, right. Um, I did go two and a quarter because I did appreciate them. Charlotte was taking some bumps, man. Like I will get like when she was taking some of those barricade bumps, I was like, holy crap! Mm-hmm. <laughs> when the camera, I like, like how oh. she threw her over the uh, the the bell keepers like pad over there just to try to get the count out victory. I thought that was a good spot. That was awesome. That was really cool. That was really cool. So you know I, it's it's what it is. But I I is this 
is this another way? Are they just going to put the belt back on Charlotte? Do you have Becky do the turn, or is this when you have Charlotte somehow stab her friend in the back? Or do you just kind of have them to battle until your next big pay-per-view, whether it's Survivor Series or the Rumble, to do something that big? I think I don't you know if to... you have Charlotte. I don't know if you have her win the title back yet. I, the only reason I could see her winning the title is then that could be Becky's breaking point where she snaps. But I almost feel like that's too obvious of what's going to happen. What if Charlotte and Carmella do like a new tandem? They um, somehow just like gang attack uh, Becky Lynch at, at SummerSlam and she lays down. Charlotte wins the title. and I, I, I don't know. Minus five stars! <laughs> I... Like there's, I think there's. You can't, you can't go Becky Lynch heel. I don't think that's the necessary thing to do. Charlotte's the obvious thing to do, but you know, it's just. I, I don't think you needed Charlotte into this match. I, I think it would have been fine with Carmella, Becky Lynch. Then that's how you have Charlotte come in, into the the end of that match to bring her back, um, and somehow cost Lynch that title. I think that's the bigger thing to happen instead of just here. Hey, it's a triple threat match. You know what you could do is you have, um, you know, you could have Becky have her in the disarmor and you could have her hit natural selection on Becky while she's got her in it. Or you could have her dump Becky and pin Carmella. And when Becky, Becky's like, what the hell, what are you doing? I had her beat. And she's like, Hey, you know, it, it is what it is. And you could, you could turn Charlotte that way in, in, you know, the coming weeks after it. Gives her a low blow. Oh no! Jim Ross shows up. That's gotta be evil. (laughs) It's Boshi. No, I no, but but again, I like the bookend of how they're they're doing the, the women's title. Of course, no AJ Styles on the show. That evening, maybe he was with his family, or or maybe he was on the road away from his family. I'm not sure, yeah, but uh, you know, overall, this was a good show. Daniel Bryan, you know, kind of going back, like you said, on Miz. Miz being via satellite, I thought was a a good touch. Kind of, you know, being the Miz as as he is. But one thing that I kind of noticed in a weird way, uh, I don't know if I'll get another minus five stars for this, but as as I was watching. Uh, a, a modern classic of our generation, Happy Gilmore, the other night, I pretty much realized the Miz character is Shooter McGavin. And in a way, plucky Daniel Bryan is like a Happy Gilmore. He just wanted to be a wrestler. That's all he's ever wanted to be. That was taken away from him. He played the game. Now he's back at being a wrestler, and you got Shooter McGavin just pew-pew him all the way down. Until, of course, he finally agrees to that match. But it was just the mannerisms and kind of the the one takes that he was having on Daniel Bryan. I was like, oh, this is just the perfect scenario. He is the Shooter McGavin of the universe. (laughs) uh, It's like when AJ, maybe AJ was with Claire Lynch, uh, if you remember Impact. (laughs) The pictures? Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, SummerSlam. I guess they're on the right track. 
for some of it, but what do we we'll got? Like two happens. weeks? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think two two shows left. Because isn't it like the 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 nineteenth or something? Yeah, I think it's the nineteenth. So we got we got two weeks two weeks left. Um, it's not a week of e programming, that's for sure. But let's get to the real meat and potatoes yes. of professional wrestling, Ryan. The G one. <laughs> Climax 28 nights, what, 12 through 15? 12 through 15. Ooh, I can't wait. We'll be right back. Wrestlecast. I said play. Sick of doing those big leagues? Let's try doing one-day fantasy over at DraftKings.com. The guys over at DraftKings set us. Your boys up at Strong Style Media with our own promo code. Go on to DraftKings.com. Sign up today. Make your first deposit. Put in promo code STRONGSTYLE, and you'll get a bonus. It's that simple. Join in. Play some games. Have some fun. Week one's coming. August 2nd. Can't wait. Strong Style Media presents Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, boxing, pumpkin, pork, basketball, chef, survivor, and even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles in track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? Yes! We got you covered. Yes! From WWE, yes! New Japan, yes! Ring of Honor, yes! Impact, Lucha yes! Underground, yes! All Japan, and yes! more. We're talking yes! the highs and lows in pro yes! wrestling. Heck, yes! we're even giving you people yes! from the Okadas and Omega. We're even yes! talking the Bone Soldiers yes! and Enzo Moris. No! Sorry, no! Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Everything is evil. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Eight Count Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Eight Count Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Style Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Tune in and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates.
one of the MVPs of Block B, if I do say so myself, Kota Obusi, Mr. Malawana. It's, it's Block B. Like, Block A is kind of like watching Monday Night Raw. It seems like, you know, if your name isn't Okada and like Okada. But anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, Block B is just freaking amazing. I mean... Hiroki Goto, I apologize for, for saying you would win like two matches, even though you have lost what what three or four matches you've put on a hell of a tournament so far. Uh, all, all props uh, and, and recognition to you, sir, because he is having a hell of a showing um, in the tournament so far. Yeah, I, I love me some Hiroki Goto. That is one dude who just goes in there and gets his job done and goes. You know who isn't? Tama <laughs> Tonga. But that's <laughs> you know my lowest rated Tomohiro Ishii match came on night twelve here August first. Uh, Tamatanga defeats Tomohiro Ishii. I went two and a half stars. <laughs> you know it's funny. I'm gonna send you a picture. Um, I would say the funniest thing is a I gave it two and a half stars too, but I pushed it to three stars. Just due to the fact for, as you said earlier, Tonga saying a yard, what's a yard compared to the world, which was a great call out to <laughs> yeah. the big dog himself over their Twitter feud uh, with Roman Reigns. So, so that's the only reason why, but I'm sick of the BS with the folly with this NWO light type of action that the firing squad is doing. It, it's just old hat already, but I love how red shoes, uh, you know, kind of with each interaction uh, of their matches, just kind of going ham on them. So that's kind of yeah, the only saving care. grace. He's that's done caring. He, he's given them the double birds. He is done. Yes. <laughs> when he's not <laughs> doing it. that, he's helping with the magic killer, which, you know, again, shout out to Red. Yeah, King. that was cool. Now, that was cool. <laughs> I was, I, I'm not going to lie, I was a little like, uh, on Evil Okada, and then that final stretch, I was like, oh, too bad I already uh, pretty much doing the math knew what was going to happen, but uh, so sour grapes on my behalf, but that's my own fault. Uh, but then we got a really good match. Juice Robinson defeats Seiya Sonata. I went four on this one, this one, Alex. I loved the the Sonata trying to choke him out in the rampway uh, yes. and get the count out. Uh, Juice takes off the hand wrap lands the punch. Um just just good back and forth action. Mm-hmm. Not not a ton that I really have to go, oh my God, so this is why this was good. It was just it was juice and sonata and they, they hit on all cylinders. Yeah, great back and forth. Uh Juice Sane making yet another uh another entrance here, but no Sonata looked great. Uh, I I can't wait for future title opportunities, even though Sonata did lose. Uh, was this Juice's first win, or was this his second? Yes. No, I believe this was his uh, his first win. This was the first no, win no, here? No, so... it was the second. Uh, the, okay. the show before he beat Toriano. That's right, that's right. Um, but no, I, I what I liked, the one spot I liked where they did the, uh, the Bret Hart, Roddy Piper kind of uh, Juice reversing onto the uh, the turnbuckle there for that reverse <laughs> and weren't that like the crazy amounts of reverses into that into the pulp friction uh but finally landing that left and the friction for the win a like you said a, a good back and forth match with two uh incredible talents for this organization 
and, and we talk about this all the time, but I'm going to say it again just because, you know, it, it's something that is worth repeating. Every time we see Sonata, he just seems like he gets better. Like he's always improving. And this dude's future is going to be so bright five years from now when mm-hmm. they choose to hopefully either have him take over LIJ or break him off from LIJ. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of the big stories that I'm excited for on the, the show on the 8th. When we get Naito Sonata. Yep. Yes. It'll be interesting uh, where they go with that for sure. Speaking of Naito, uh, Tetsuya Naito defeats Toru Yano. I went three and a quarter. Another fun Yano match. I love Naito doing the baseball, as we all know, he's a huge yeah. carp fan <laughs> in Japan, big baseball fan. So I, I was marking out for that. And, you know, Yano at the end started getting serious, started throwing some nice rope assisted belly to belly suplexes. It was a fun little match. I liked how Naito was playing the uh, playing the games. He was the one doing all the hijinks kind of in the beginning, of course, doing their tranquilo uh, pose there. But, uh, no, I, I thought it was great. I, I liked how, um, yeah, you know, how Yano's, you know, sprinting to the ring and, and trying to get the shirt, um, you know, kind of off Naito, you know, them, them again kind of playing off each other was, was fun. Well, then um, put the shirt back on to make fun of Naito always wearing a T-shirt. Yeah, I mean, there, there was just so many good throwbacks, you know, kind of for that. But, you know, of course, with the low blow missing, you know, uh, it was nice. And, you know, the Destino, you know, nothing too crazy. But uh, Toriano, again, in, in this tournament, just like uh, Taguchi in the uh, Super Juniors, fantastic showings, you know. For, for me, now, these aren't the typical matches where I would fast forward. These wrestlers now are in matches where I look forward to to not only showcase more of their their styles uh, in a different light, but how they will, you know, kind of not put over the talent, but, you know, how the, the opposition plays against, you know, that, that changeup of what they're, you know, not known for. Uh, next up, Kenny Omega stealing the show in the second half in the, the semi-main event for me. I went four and a half stars on this one. Uh, Kenny Omega defeats Zack Sabre Jr. Just a tremendous, tremendous match. I love Zack Sabre at the end, kicking things, and he just collapses mm-hmm. with his hands and his, his face and his hands in disbelief and anger that he mm-hmm. let that slip away when he had Omega beat. And he fell on the, I mean, he fell on the ground. Zack Sabre Jr., the way he, like, from what he does in the ring, I can't keep my eyes off him. Every part mm-hmm. of his matches have no slow part. Everything is entertaining. It's, I mean, he, he continuously is always having different matches. It blows my mind. We'll get into the match with Juice two nights later, which Ooh. was the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the fact that he, sh- you know, the, the emotion that he showed in disbelief that he lost. I mean, Zack Sabre Jr. might be the MVP in 2018 right now. I, I love guess. the contrast of styles from both of these guys in this match, mm-hmm. how Omega is your heavy hitter, your high flyer where Zack Sabre Jr. had a counter for everything into a submission. Um, and I liked how Omega was like, what do I have to do to beat him? Where, you know, it finally just ended up being a, a simple Toriano role, which we saw uh, Tanahashi utilize later in the tournament as well uh, to kind of get that victory. Because, you know, you just got to pull out something after you've thrown everything at your opponent, including uh, you know, the kitchen sink or about 22 V triggers uh, to the front and the back of their head. But no, this was a, a hell of a match. Uh, 
for for wrestlers who are just trying to to you know learn the craft, you know, who are who want to be pro wrestlers. These are two styles that you want to kind of study. But Zack Saber Jr. is is an enigma of a wrestler because you look at him, you're like, what is he going to do? But he's just so flexible. The, he is a human octopus, which, you know, he could stretch his opponent, uh, as we'll get into later as well, uh, every which way but loose. But uh, nice surprise victory for Kenny Omega to kind of keep that undefeated streak into the G1 tournament. But like you said, Zack Sabre Jr., yes, he's had a few L's after that tremendous murderer's row win in the, uh, in the cup earlier this year, whichever tournament that was back in the spring. But, uh, yeah, New Japan Cup. Thank you. So uh, th- this was just a, a wonderful, wonderful match and, and proves why the B block is B for best. Watching, watching Zack Sabre Jr. continuously counter every one-wing angel into some sort of a, I'm, yep. a, I'm on your back like a monkey backpack type choke thing where he, mm-hmm. I mean, he couldn't, he had no answer to, to hit the one-wing angel. It was. I loved it when he grabbed the V-trigger. And, and he got into like the half crab, and then it was just like yeah. a heel hook armbar triangle. Like you're like, how do you do this? <laughs> and that's what, what is that's happening? why I loved the um, the emotional anger when he mm-hmm. fell on the ground after kicking the guardrail in disbelief that he didn't win after what he did. Like mm-hmm. I, I, he made me like I felt like my God, this dude truly wanted this victory. Like I believed it. I'm telling you, like. These two shows. Well, you get that victory, you get a title shot. You're, you're, yeah, you I mean, know, you're the, one of the next in line. It's, and <laughs> especially for the fact that nobody had beaten him, so he needs he needs a challenger at King of Pro Wrestling. He needs a challenger at Power Struggle. Nobody's beat him yet. If you you know if one or two people get beat him, you're probably getting one of those shots. So yeah, it did mean a lot. Yeah, this this match stood out to me. Uh, a great way to kind of start uh, the the last four nights for sure was was that co-main event. And this is one but of those things where I already had town, so of course that's why he had to go on last. <laughs> well, and and I had you know I I've had Zack Saber in my on my like top five top ten of the year, but his performance these last two nights may have shot him way up there. I I, yeah. I need to review all that. Like I'm going to spend. I don't know, tomorrow or Wednesday night, and I just got to sit and redo my awards because there's so much to add to these. Um, but you mentioned Kota Ibushi. I went four stars in the main event. Kota Ibushi defeats Haruki Goto. Um, a lot of fun little counters. I love that that Ibushi, all, like, Ibushi's, the way he portrays himself out there, with everything he does, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Every bit of of the movement he uses is always effective. You know he he work he's you know they, they work in the crowd and it's it's an effective work in the crowd. It's not just Suzuki Goon brawl type crowd work. I mean everything made sense in this. Goto, I thought when he hit the Yushigoroshi off the top or whatever, when he or not the, not the Yushigoroshi, but the uh, when he does basically the code right off the top, but then Kota Ibushi moonsaults onto his feet out of it. Only to drill him with a knee before the Kamigoi. I thought that home stretch was fantastic. I thought that was going to be it for Ibushi for a second, but you mm-hmm. know he counters it. Tremendous, tremendous main event. Yobagoya. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean no. The Goto Goto again had a hell of a matchup. Uh, something with with Ibushi. Uh, yeah, uh, you nailed it. Great match. 
but it's kind of hard to kind of come off, you know, two nights in a row for the B block that, that Kenny Omega, you know, can definitely say follow that ish. <laughs> uh, then we move on to night 13. This yeah, the wait, August. Time out. By the way, why did that happen? Why is Ibushi main eventing two nights and then Omega co main? Well, the second night probably because it was, it was Naito. Hmm. Um, you know, like I've said, as much as I don't like it, you know, they don't value Tomohiro Ishii as the main eventer like we do. Bastards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we'll, we'll prove them wrong in January. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll you're, you're not wrong by any means. But, I mean, if you look at it, that's what I you know, look at, look at Ibushi's opponent, look at Omega's opponent, look who they picked. Yeah. I, to me, again, I get it. You're, you're in Ibushi's place, but to me, him and Goto is, isn't a main event. When you get Kenny Omega and Zack Sabre Jr. with, like you said, the year he's had, that's that's the match you end with, in my opinion. I, I think a lot of it too is that you know they want to they want they don't want to downplay, um, how how valuable Goto is too. You know, so by putting Goto in the main event, you're you're building Goto that way too. You're never mm-hmm. champion. So I think true, that's true. the other reason. Oh yeah, he's a title holder. That's right. Let's get into night thirteen. <laughs> well, what was your match? So, so Zack Saber Junior. Kenny Omega match of night thirteen or twelve? Uh, night twelve. Yeah, four and a half easy. Perfect. Um, blew away almost everything on the show. On par with maybe one thing on the show. Otherwise, the rest of it wasn't. Uh, Michael Elgin defeats Bad Luck Folly. I went two and a half on it. Wasn't anything like incredible for me. You know, whatever the same. I love how Elgin dove and Folly just blocked him down. I thought that was <laughs> damn tight. And then when he hit the German on Folly, I was like, "Good God!" It just it pisses me off with how much I was backing up Folly, and then it's and and once again, I I can't argue the fact that this is the angle. If they're putting out this much effort into this angle in a G1, that obviously means that they have a lot of plans for this angle. Yeah. So I give them credit that they're sticking with it. And and I'm not going to lie. I'm excited to see where it goes because it's, you know, everybody's complained about the Bullet Club. God, they just keep splitting up the Bullet Club and they keep dragging this on and they keep factoring into this with the Bullet Club and they keep factioning out in this in the Bullet Club. The fact of the matter is everything they've done with the Bullet Club has been gold. As much yeah. as people have hated it, it always turns out great. I didn't realize people were hating it. So that's people were just shocking, like, oh, this is yeah, I guess. too much. Oh, God, now how many guys are going to be involved? Or now who's going to be involved? You know, blah, 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 things like that. And it's the fact of the matter is nothing I, has changed within the group in the last, you know, minus the Civil War, but there hasn't been new members or this and that in like a year and a half. No, and, and, but minus, that's the thing. Uh, is, Toma, or like, the, uh, what's his name? Ishimori. Well, well, now, you know, Kota Bushi's in here, you know, doing it with the Golden Elite, and Cody Rhodes is with these guys, and, you know, who's going to turn on who, and they shouldn't turn, and, you know, when it's all said and done, I trust these guys who are doing yeah. it. Yeah. So, as much as I may be frustrated about the, the firing squad thing, because it happens every, and part of the reason why I think, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I don't think the Tamatanga Tonga or and uh, Bad Luck Folly thing would bother me so much if Jay White wasn't to do it every show too. 
Mm-hmm. Because, you know, and I'm fine with Jay White doing it because that's his character, but... But it's overkill. You know, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, it's two out of five matches are going to end in that way. And then on the other side, you're getting a Yano match and a Fale match. And it's just like, all right, you know, we're we're guaranteed we're only going to have three fun competitive matches. Like, I wish in the next couple of nights in their matches, like, they walk to the ring and, and then Red Shoes just DQs it and just ends the match. Because, you know, that's what's <laughs> going to happen. It just saves everyone time and health and rejuvenation for the next night. Yeah. Um, Adam Page defeats Togi Makabe. I went three and three quarters on this. I, I really like this for some reason. I, I Good match, good win for Page in this tournament, especially against a veteran like uh, Makabe. Uh, that belly-to-belly from that top rope um, yeah. from Makabe was amazing. But I, Makabe, I thought a fantastic win. Makabe did a really good job, too, of getting Page over, mm-hmm. making him look resilient. Um, and this also, ironically, is, uh, ties into being the elite where uh, – Kenny Omega's reading the book about um, how to win so much. Like, this is how you win at life. And Adam Page is like, I need a book like that, Kenny. He's like, well, when the tournament's over, I'll give it to you. He's like, but you're undefeated. He's like, I'm undefeated because I'm reading this book. You know, so I needed to keep it. <laughs> and Page is like, I would kill somebody for that book. And I really mean I would kill somebody. You know, and then they flash back to him killing <laughs> Joey Ryan. And uh, Kota oh, Bush. to watch this. Kenny Omega's like, all right, man, look, fine, you can, here you go, you can just have it, you can have it. And then he loses. Oh, so, so, but that's the thing is, Paige wins, and then, spoiler, Paige wins again. Uh, and the next Omega, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, and, and I gotta watch that. In the Being the Elite that came out today, they're in the locker room in Japan, and he's like, hey, Adam, uh, I, need, I need that book back, um, you know, I have a chance to make the finals. He's like, Kenny, I'm 2-0 and since you gave me this book. I just beat Suzuki, man. I'm not giving you this book <laughs> yep. back. Look at my lip. Look what Ishii did to me since I haven't had this. And he's like, remember when I told you I would kill somebody for this book? I would kill somebody. <laughs> I would kill book. And Kenny oh, Omega, he's like, I know you, you don't mean it that way. And he's like, do I? He's like, I'm, I'd kill you for this book. And he looks at the camera and he's like, Chase, you holding the camera. I'll kill you too. I'll kill anybody for this book. <laughs> and, then they, and, then, and then they show Yujiro, and he's like, F you, man, you stupid F, man. Sit down, mother effer. And he just curses Paige out. <laughs> I, I need but a hangman Paige shirt. The, this guy is my, my MVP. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'll kill you. Oh, that's awesome. I went three and a half. Fun little match. Yeah. Um, Yoshiashi's. Was there a you know, chair involved? Time out. Was there a chair involved? Just wanna. Uh, yes, and then he get that gruesome oh. nut shot um, gotcha. into the finish. Uh, what else do we have? Tanahashi defeated Evil. I went three and three quarters. I wanted to go higher, but it just it, it was good enough to the point where it just couldn't go any farther for me. But like, it made me realize that Evil's having, you know, Evil's sitting on what eight points or something like that, but he's not like mm-hmm. doing anything. Wowing me in the tournament, really he's having perfectable matches. Yeah, I agree with Sonata. How you know, where last year I thought he kind of fell flat in the second half of the tournament where he started strong. But I think Sonata's had a good balance for this whole tournament in 2018. 
but I think Evil has just looked more confident. He looks more like I, I I'm in the ring with Tanahashi and Okada like it's no thing anymore. I, yeah. I, I thought the two matches they had with them, uh, he's like I I belong. I'm the big dog, you know, now of Lij, and and he just just goes at them. He's more vocal. His mannerisms are just on point. And uh, he's having great end-of-the-match sequences uh, with both these two. And, uh, you know, within the tournament, like you said, he was sitting on eight points. Um, you know, this was good. I, I wasn't mad with the Tanahashi win. I'm, I'm happy that they're kind of going with the route with him with this tournament. Uh, but just, you know, my only complaint to kind of what you're saying, you know, not with the wow factor, but, you know, as I stated, he belongs in the ring with Tanahashi and Okada. It just seemed like the last and sequence in both the matches as well. It seemed very carbon copy of the same. I did like the spot where, where uh, evil caught Tanahashi's leg and threw it to the ref like he does. But then yep. Tanahashi caught evil's leg and they're all like, oh, oh, and he's like, you sit mine down and I'll sit yours down. And they all agree <laughs> to it and they set him down and then Tanahashi punches him in the face. <laughs> That spot, I was like, all right, that was that was cool. That was a good, that was fun. The um, rematch from last year's draw, by the way, in the G1 tournament, the main event of uh, night 14 or 13. Okada beats Suzuki. These two guys, every time they touch in the ring, it's tremendous. Wow. I would four and a half stars on this match. I loved it. I don't, I don't disagree. You know what? Oh. That segment where they're laughing at each other as they're hitting each yeah! other and sticking his tongue out. It was like two jokers, two versions of the Joker just going at it. Just you know, it was like the you Ledger know, and Nicholson. It was. You know beautiful. what's good about this? Not to not to cut you off, but I'm glad you brought this up because you know that Suzuki where Okada would slap him in the face and he would laugh it off every time. Like mm-hmm. you ain't you ain't nothing, boy. Yep. But this new midlife crisis, Kazu. Starts laughing back at him. Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that's that's when I I was I was like, I'm in. I am. They're telling a whole different story again. I'm, and I just got done watching their match in the rain. I am all into this yes. match. Let's go. I, I love how I'm you right. said. I, I love how you brought that up because that was the same way where I'm like, oh, I'm I'm into this Okada character, Redicata, as I like to call him, uh, but. These just, two, I, I could watch these two in this variation of Okada go at it for the rest of the year. This could be John Cena, Randy Orton recycled over and over, and I'd be fine with that. They were still doing new shit, new stuff in this match where I'm like, where are they going with this? Because it's not oh, it's the prim and proper yeah, Okada. It's the anything goes. Oh, my God. He shot off the rope, and Suzuki came at him like a dart like he did with Goto and <laughs> took his head off. He what like three John Woo's like it, it was just bonkers. I'm trying to find my notes because I think I had the word John Woo uh, written like five times, but uh, freaking hell of a match. I I had a lot of fun uh, with that. Hell, even the Tombstone counters. Yes, we've seen it done before, <laughs> but it's just a beautiful sequence. You know, from the sleeper oh, to the gotch, back to the Tombstone to the lariat. Amazing stuff. When he gotches the tombstone, I, I mark every time. <laughs> but it, it can never get old. I mean, Okada still that, that, that John Wu from the top rope 
was met with such force. Like, I felt that while I was at the gym before the show. That was the last match I watched before the show tonight. I was on the, the treadmill. And I felt that, where I was like, Jesus. Like, he, he just took Suzuki's head off. It looked like he pulled him with a rope. Like, a rope yeah. pulled him hard. He kicked him. Um, I like that you went a little out of order. I like that. Oh, because we because so did you watch so did you watch night thirteen? Everything was so out of oh you mean how I viewed it? Yes, yes, Mm -hmm. it it was just totally a miscombobulation of of match orders. I started with twelve, and then I watched half of thirteen, and then I started fourteen because I figured I timed it at work when I knew it would be slow. And then also, you know, kind of, uh, you know, throughout the day and at work <laughs> yesterday and today. So I knew what matches I wanted to watch on my TV to save for that time. So thankfully, we did have a later start tonight because uh, I was able to watch uh, the final two matches from night 14 at home, surround sound and all. Oh, well, good. Thank God you did because, boy, howdy. We might have had the match of the year here. Um, but... We start with disagreeance because I thought Night 14 started brilliantly, as always, especially coming from their last set of matches with Sonata and Toriano. I went two and three quarters on it. I felt like I felt like it was fun, but like until the final spot when he put like when he put the guardrail against the ring post, I was like, okay, yes. this is great. And then <laughs> Romero comes over and he hooks Romero too. Yeah. Because Romero kept getting him out of it. Like, he I like the end him. of it. <laughs> Just biffed him down. Uh, again, since you caught me a mark for listening to the English commentary, uh, I, I listened to Rakim Romero, you know, kind of getting Yano, you know, pulling for him and, you know, saying how he was going to get into the match and how, uh, you know, Kelly, Kevin Kelly was like, no, don't do it, Rocky, no. Uh, so, you know, that I was going to mark it out for. But what I liked was Yano just attacking him right at the entranceway. The bell apparently cool. rings. And, you know, he's trying to get the Paradise Lock on him. He's like, nope, can't do it. He brings the shirt out again, but this time not to mock uh, Saturday Tetsuya Night Naito Fever. Uh, but to get his, you know, his feet wrapped together with the shirts, then for him to kind of, you know, get to the ring in time, I, I thought it was just wonderful. Yeah, when he hopped um, on the ramp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I thought the shirt spot was great. Um, you know, kind of the turnbuckle, uh, the turnbuckle uh, usage. Um, but, you know, kind of that, that guardrail that looked like PVC piping. Uh, I like the taping of that. Like I said, you know, it, with these two, you can expect something new. It's always going to involve the Paradise Lock, but it's going to be something creative. Yeah. Uh, you know, Yano's going to go in, in, into that. He's going to get punished, uh, but it's going to be a different variation. A Kofi Kingston in the Royal Rumble, if you will. A fun match. Yeah. Nothing, you know, to, you know, say classic or anything, but I, I had a good time. Yeah, it was it was fun. Like, I'm not downplaying it. I just... I, I looked at what I gave other Yano matches, and I think as a whole, I liked the other Yano matches more. But yes. the start and the finish this was of more the really silly creative. Yano. Yeah, he's been more but, serious. But they were really creative, and I, I give him credit for that. 
And then the um, next match happened. Yeah, Hiroki Goto defeats Tamatanga DQ. I went two and a quarter. I didn't give a crap. This was only cool thing was when a red shoes, like you uh, alluded to earlier, a double bird to the firing squad and did not make the pin um, and <laughs> DQ'd Tonga. He he togi makabe the hell out of him with it. You know, I'm looking over my list here. I have two matches that I gave two stars in the G1 so far. Hmm. Um, I'm just verifying right now. Yeah, so I gave Goto and Yano two stars, and I gave Makabe Fale two stars. Um, this was two and a quarter, slightly better than that. But when I say the two stars thing, just remember it for later. Um, Zack Sabre Jr., Juice Robinson, I went three and three quarters on this match. Um, almost got to the four. I had it at three and a half, and I decided to change it to three and three quarters. But that disgusting submission that he huh. beat him with. Good Beautiful. Lord. <laughs> he had him bent. Wait, he pull his leg behind his head? <laughs> over his head? And then he, like, he had the other leg and he interlocked his arms behind his own back for more pressure while scissoring his leg or his arm with a leg over mm-hmm. his head. Or, I can't even remember. I, I don't even remember, but I just remember... Juice Robinson was screaming profusely <laughs> at the death <laughs> and it came up. Um, I mean, this, you know, it was a Zack Sabre Jr. style match with Juice. I mean, it was yeah. nothing like, nothing insane, but to to what I've been saying about It was about him getting his mojo back after, the, you know, the, the loss, you know, the, the couple nights before. It was him getting that win. It was him uh, claiming to Juice Robinson, hey, I'm coming for your IWGP US heavyweight championship there as he sauntered with the title and threw it on him as he laid it in anguish in the ring in the field. Yeah, it was it was a perfectly fine wrestling match. I have no nothing wrong with what we saw. And it was one of the reasons why in a basic match, Zack Saber is good enough that I still went three and three quarters. Yeah. When Juice <laughs> you know? is healthy and, and they go at it, maybe this is something, you know, at their next Long Beach show. Uh, you know, give it, you know, maybe five more yeah, minutes and this could be a damn good, cool match. What is it? September, October, when they're doing that, yep. uh, fighting spirit unleashed. Yeah, there you go. And, and as I am a Mark and listen to English commentary, as they stated, Zack Sabre Jr. Said he wants to beat juice Robinson in America for his title. There we go. Set it up. I'm right there. To, I'm with it. <sighs> Next up. Go, go here, main event. We'll, we'll, let's talk this last. All right, so our main event, Kota Ibushi defeats Tetsuya Naito. I uh, would four and a half stars. Awesome match. Just an Great awesome match. match. Great back and forth work from everybody. Um, you know, Ibushi really solidified things, too, with the block as to where he's going with, uh, you know, with it's it's basically we're down – we're down to the final three now with the way we can look mm-hmm. at it um, without giving it away because we, we're not, we didn't talk the other match first because um, the, the Omega match has all the implica- implications on the last night, but um, yeah, fun, fun match. Uh, well worked. Nice counter with the Destino. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kota Bushi getting the victory, getting a nice pinfall over Tetsuya Naito. 
another main event and another main event victory. Yo, Bagoya. Uh, this was something where I said, wow, I, I can't wait to see these two clash at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, this was just a fun match. A lot of uh, next spots for Naito. Um, a lot of being dropped on his head as well, uh, which kind of made me cringe a little. Shout out to Hiromu Takahashi, by the way. Get well soon there, sir. Uh, what did you say? About nine to 12 months, possibly? Yeah, that is the talk if they're going to let him get back in to do it. But uh, but no, I, I thought this was a, a hell of a main event. Uh, unfortunately, though, my mind was just racing from what I just saw before. And and I know I sound lame. I know I sound like an Ishii, you know, Mark, which, hey, I will gladly say. Not at all. But Tomohiro Ishii, Kenny Omega to me, seven stars, nine stars, whatever you want to say. <laughs> yes, it started off a little slow, but that last, let alone two minutes, but if you want to say the last eight minutes <laughs> the of last that match. ten minute stretch. There was like that final stretch from when he hit the V trigger and sent him through the rope um, before the foot. Well, not even that. Let's, let's start here. If you want to call, this is what I'm calling the final stretch. When he hit those, those um, V triggers to the point that Ishii started no selling them, which then went into like a crazy back and forth, which then went into that German suplex into the turnbuckle, which then went into the V trigger out of the ring to the double foot stomp to the, to the insane lariats, they're both bleeding everywhere. That was like a ten, twelve minute sprint to end that match. I think if I think if I remember timing it, it was over eleven minutes. It was I I uh, we're late night. That was one of the most batshit crazy finishes I've ever watched. Like I was tired watching it. Like, he hooked the f up. He was hoganing it in Tokyo. I swear. Like you said, after those stiff knees to his head, and then, you know, just he gets hit with another one, then gets V-triggered to the Snapdragon into the Lariat, and then kicked out, hooks up again. And then, you know, he hits his own Snapdragon. Kenny then power bombs him. Like, Omega had so many counters. Like, in my notes, it's counter after counter, V-trigger after V-trigger. But yet Ishii just getting up, being resilient, you know, grunting. Uh, heck, the dog pile on all fours with those two from the headbutts to the strikes was just beautiful. This was art. This is professional wrestling. This is two guys fighting for the prize. This is Tomohiro Ishii saying, I've been on the uh, last end of the straw. You know, I'm not getting my just due. If this doesn't put him on a main stretch or if new Japan still just sees this guy as, you know, the, the old dog that gets a pop every now and then you're sadly mistaken. There's money. The crowd was behind Ishii the entire time. And that's hard when you're, he's facing your champion. Who's almost as over as the rainmaker was for the last couple of years there. And like you said, that, that last 11 minute stretch. Yes, guys, we're not kidding. 11-minute stretch. I'll post my notes. It's just, I think V-Trigger is underlined probably 19 times. <laughs> but it was it was incredible. That last clothesline when he about ripped his mouth off, which almost looked like a goof because of how low it was, only for him yeah. to come up and he's just, 
I mean, the 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 best picture, and I sent this to a couple people um, online, um, not to you because I didn't know if you had seen it or not, but um, when he, after he gets pinned by Ishii and Omega rolls to his side and he's just staggering with his mouth hanging open and there's just blood dripping oh, out of his mouth. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was, that was like the biggest holy crap moment. Like the I, last two Omega matches, he just, I loved it because he just, what, he, he just looked like, what do I do? What do I have to do to win? Like you said, Kenny was riding such a huge streak of victories that then for Ishii just to kind of get the insiguri and then, you know, the brain buster for the win. I mean, it was, God, it was, to me, it was just a magical match. Like the chemistry with these two was just insane. Maybe Kenny Omega will be, you know, carrying the torch of what Okada and Tanahashi before him had done. Or just anyone in the in the ring is magic, and Kenny Omega definitely has made a case for that. You know, not only with a couple of title, you know, or defenses he's had and the matches since champion, but hell, let's go back, you know, from from the the matches with with the Golden Lovers, how just everything is clicking on all cylinders. And and this was just a match to me where, to me, this is in my top five of 2018 so far. Like this match to me just had drama. It had flair. It had, you know, it was entertaining. It was vicious. It, it was just everything you want. And then for that win to happen out of nowhere, because you're like, how is Ishii staying alive? But when you got the power of the hooking up in that aspect, I, I guess, you know, and anything is possible. This, this was too, when this thing was over, I immediately went, well, this is in my match of the year. Where does it rank? I didn't even have to think about it. Like I, I, I was texting people like I, I can't get over what I just saw. <laughs> like it's, I can't wait to just go back over everything and just see where this I wrote a lengthy goes. Facebook post, and I didn't know if I could show, like, a, a review clip from YouTube. I was like, I don't know if that's illegal. I was trying to Do find it. GIFs of that match. I was trying to find a GIF of Tomohiro Ishii, but I wrote a probably a two-paragraph thing on how much, how important that match meant to me. But I deleted it because I'm like, oh, three people would get what I'm talking about. But to me, this match, it, seriously, it was like a rebirth. It was why I love professional wrestling. And this company that is New Japan Pro Wrestling just seems like week in and week out, they invoke this emotion. They, they give you a reason why professional wrestling is a sport, why these athletes, what they do night in and night out is just so fantastic. That's the entertainment mixed with the athleticism. They're not afraid to say wrestling and this match just proves that to a T or a V trigger. <laughs> it's, I mean, it was, it was what it was. It was incredible. Um, last show to talk about night 15 from August 5th, little underwhelming show. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Yoshihashi defeats bad luck. Folly. I went two stars. I don't have a ton to say about it unless you do. Nope, Tonga though going to ham with the chairs. Maybe he's a carp fan. Yeah, he too. did. <laughs> Yoshihashi gave the Michael Elgin look like, "What are you doing?" 
Props to Hashi, <laughs> though, for being just battered up and just taking those beatings uh, every night here. But, uh, hey, it is what it is. He got a win. He got two <laughs> points. But this next match, two in a row. Yeah, Adam Page defeats Minoru Suzuki. I went four stars on this bad boy. I thought this was awesome. The the moonsault, the Kota Ibushi style moonsault on the floor was really cool. Um, everything about this match is great. And the fact that Page mm-hmm. did enough to actually put down Suzuki after Suzuki, you know, F you, young boy, screaming <laughs> at him. And Paige fighting through it. I thought it was awesome. Oh, great yeah. match, great match. Um, Paige in his book at the W. <laughs> I love the shocked look by uh, by Minoru at the end, uh, which sold the match. And as we've been touting Hangman Page all year, definitely, uh, you know, is going to be uh, probably on our Sportscast Radio Half Year 2018 Awards. Uh, Hangman Page will probably be on a few of those. Uh, definitely uh, breakout star of the year. But but this, I think, Ryan, I don't know if I'm crazy. Is this kind of his match where it's like, okay, I belong here? Does he get the respect if he hadn't already from the fans internationally by hanging with one of Minoru Suzuki? He should because if there's one guy who gets wrestling from what I've learned over the years it's Minoru Suzuki, and Suzuki knows how to do business. And Suzuki did business and made a star in Adam Page after this mm-hmm. night. Like, if he, I mean, you're 100% correct. If he hadn't come out, Suzuki did just the right amount that he kept mm-hmm. himself over giving Page a surprise win, but did just that enough, just that right amount to make Page look like a million bucks. And, and I don't mean that as a bad thing. Page hung in there no. for everything. Um, he was Page deserves bad credit. But, yeah. he, you know, you get that perfect dance partner, and it's, you know, you get the dance partner that doesn't have an ego. And, I mean, we could tell from as much as Suzuki Jobs, he doesn't have an ego. And he did yeah. business, and he did it correctly. And, you know, this is one of those matches where if I'm Paige, I go in the back, and I, I bow and shake his hand and yep. thank him for what oh, he did for totally. me out there. Cause that or was, have him autograph that book. Um, This is where, again, I'm going to mark out a little. Like, I I cannot wait to go back and watch this match again. Uh, But at the end of the match, I'm not going to lie, I I was invoked with emotion because of everything you just said. Like, Suzuki just made him look so great. And again, we're, we're not saying Adam Page or Hangman Page can't do that. But, you know, Suzuki is the man, you know, he's going to put you over if you see something in him. And it's a nice like, okay, you know, the rest of, you know, this year, prove it. Because as we know, with New Japan, that means 2019 could possibly be a big year for Hangman Page in the company. Uh, Jay White, Jay White defeats Togi Makabe. I went three stars. Nothing special. Um. I, I like Makabe's work and I like Jay White's work, so I gave it the, the credit for that because, you know, they went 12 minutes or whatever. But mm-hmm. nothing blew me away in this match. No. Was, was there a chair involved? Mm hmm. Oh, yep. already. Yeah, but Jay White got a win. That's always good. Uh, Alex, thoughts on the next contest? Michael Elgin, Hiroshi Tanahashi. <laughs> I. What I liked was, to me, it was like the immovable object versus the high flyer, you know, like force versus gravity in a way, 
uh, I thought Elgin has looked great in this tournament. You know, he, he looks like he's moving a little faster. It looks a little, you know, more, more tone, if you will, not as bulky. Um, you know, he had the injured arm, uh, you know, the, the superplex that he had off the top rope, you know, kind of, uh, you know, mid range into the match was good. You know, I, I, I thought he was going to have it, especially, you know, towards the end when he had the buckle bomb, you know, as he was going into the Elgin bomb. But again, a Noro, uh, another Toriano uh, roll up by Tanahashi to kind of get that win where he was perplexed on how he was going to try to get Big Mike, uh, you know, into that one, two, three. So good back and forth, you know, uh, high fly flows, you know, or high fly nose in some instances into this match. <laughs> Um, but I, I, I thought this was good. Uh, Mike Elgin, I, I thought he, I think he's having a hell of a showing. He's having good matches, just like he does. It seems like every year in the G1. And this was a good match. Tanahashi looks rejuvenated this year in this tournament. Well, hell, having what twelve points. Yep, yep, he's leading the way. Alex, here's my heel turn for the evening. I went two stars in this match. Okay. I. I thought they tried about four things at the beginning and botched all of them. They botched the finish drastically um, with the, with, you know, you mentioned the roll up. He didn't even bring them with them. Nothing just seemed to click right. And when things stopped clicking, it literally looked like Tanahashi just said, I'm going to take you through the motions and we're going home. Hmm. I guess I I didn't see it. I, I thought, Elgin was kind of toe-to-toe with Tanahashi. I, I like the strikes. I, uh, You know, the the whole... I don't know. I, I like how Elgin, to me, I didn't think he felt or looked nervous. I didn't really see any big dust-ups, I guess. Yeah. Well, let, let me think see of, this. you know, how the match kind of started, you know, slowly or whatnot. But, but let's be real. That's almost every Elgin match as he's trying to show off the strength which come on we get it you're you're big uh but but i i thought they they worked pretty well together i thought the chemistry was was, was pretty Here, good here's my reasoning whereas like when, when i you know when i two-star a wwe match it's because it's just not good mm-hmm. when i see tanahashi and michael elgin i'm expecting this could steal the show and yes, they they have big moves. They do the buckle bomb is cool, you know the high fly flow looks cool. The uh, the catching high fly flow while standing into the rolling through slam, like which ended into the botch finish. Like the moves are cool and they're doing above average things. But when I put that in the blender of what I'm expecting from these two guys, they it was a disappointment. Hmm. And that's that's why I had to rank it low. I just I. This was the most disappointing match of the entire tournament for me. Ooh. Wow. Is this more disappointing than Tanahashi, Jay White at Wrestle Kingdom? Um, no. No, and that's partially because I was butthurt because I had been praising Jay White and everyone's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, come on, guys, I promise. <laughs> to which now I'm going, yeah, red. You know, when he when he got his chain back from Debo, red. <laughs> but, um... No, I just, I expected so much more and wanted so much more, and I left myself going, huh. I'm glad I edited our sound clip so I watched it, because I was not impressed at all. Like, I made our commercial <laughs> breaks during that match, because I was like, hmm, 
just not into this. I just can't do it. Um, nothing against them. I mean, they're great workers, but yeah, I don't know. It just didn't hit me. And that's one of the reasons why, once again, I, you know, this whole, this whole night just kind of was, ah, you know, I mean, Paige obviously was, was great, but block A uh, has been like that for me, this whole stretch, you know, I, I know you didn't, it seemed like you didn't really like the main event on night 15 either. Um, you know, or, now, or, you know, to be kind fair, of any... Okada evil, I went three and three quarters. Um, I didn't like it nearly as much as I liked their match last year. I went five on that Correct. one last year. I went the full five. But the final stretch was really cool with them. Yeah, you know, they're hitting each other's moves. Um, I like Okada doing that variation of the discus rainmaker again. Yeah. But let's be honest, the second Tanahashi won, I went, well, Okada's winning. Because if Okada mm-hmm. doesn't win this match, then he's four points behind Tanahashi. And the final night of Block A doesn't mean anything to anybody. Mm-hmm. So I immediately knew he was going to win because they're wrestling in the main event. Damn you, WWE booking. <laughs> so, but I mean, you know, it was what it was. Um, thoughts on, any thoughts you had on that match before we talk these scenarios before we wrap up tonight? No, I think we kind of talked about them earlier, you know, with the red shoe spots, uh, you know, again, more John Woo's. I like how uh, Evil was a little bit more into it with the submission where he's yelling, ask him, ask him, ask him. Uh, no, mm. I, I thought this was a, a good match. I, I kind of gave it four stars. Um, again, nothing uh, like last year, I think, especially with that surprise win from Evil. But uh, this Okada, uh, a good tear, you know, in the last, uh, I would say, three, four nights. Hell, even in some of the tag matches on the off G1 A block nights, uh, I'm, I'm liking what this Red Okada is doing. Shout out to, I don't know if you've been watching the, the post-show interviews, but uh, uh, Chase Owens is, is, has a commanding lead now after pitting Gato um, in the C block, as they're calling it. Um, as he's, he really wants to win that C block <laughs> of, uh, of, uh, prelim fights. Um, so here's how we go into, obviously night 17 is on the 10th, which is Thursday night going into Friday and then Friday going into Saturday is night 18 and then Saturday going into Sunday, Sunday morning, 1 a.m. Yeah. Eastern time is the finale. I will be watching that live. Um, I'll be live tweeting it. Uh, I'll be ready to roll. Depending on what you're doing, maybe you'll be ready to roll. Um, I was about to say, if I'm not, uh, you know, sleeping, we should have a pre-G1 final show. I am down for that. You may catch us Saturday night, Sunday morning, talking G1 with y'all. I think um, we owe the fans uh, some some content, especially after we botched the, the 2018 Mid-Year Awards. But again, I figured, why not? What a better place to do it than StarCast over StarCast weekend. Yeah, and especially because you guys are going to have a chance to win a $100 gift certificate to Pro Wrestling Tees, so y'all should be happy about that. That's right. Um, And you can be on on the radio, because we're going to want, you know, all your input and see, you know, when you agree with all of us, of course. Yeah, yeah, we'll be, be, you know, we're filming (laughs) live, so you walk by, chime in. Um, So if Jay White loses to Evil in his final match, uh, Tanahashi versus Okada that becomes win and you're in for both guys with either advancing to the final with a victory. Okay. Hmm. If Jay White defeats evil in his final match, Tanahashi can still advance 
to the final by defeating Okada. However, Okada would then be fighting to send Jay White onto the final rather than himself. An Okada victory in this scenario results in a three-way tie at 14 points, but with White, but White would advance based on the tiebreaker as he defeated both Okada and Tanahashi earlier in the tournament. So if, if White wins and Okada beats Tanahashi, he basically gets Jay White into the finals. Um, <laughs> which is ironic how that goes. Um, I love it. No matter no matter what happens in White versus Evil, Tanahashi can also advance to the final straight up if his match with Okada ends in a draw. So for Tanahashi, it's simple. Either beat Okada or go to a 30-minute draw and you're in the finals. For Okada, he has to beat Tanahashi and he needs Jay White to either lose or draw with Evil. For White, he needs to beat Evil and then he needs Okada to beat Tanahashi. So that's how each one of those guys can make it into the final. <laughs> I love it. Some bracket buster stuff right there. Um, yeah, so a lot of it's going to hinge on Jay White evil. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I would get some predict. Well, no, let's save the predictions for this. Well, I guess we'll go. No, we have to predict because we're going to go over those shows. How do you think this is going to end up? I think stuff. And, and you know what I said? I think there's a. I think there's a chance you could have Jay White win the briefcase and then lose the briefcase defense, and it wouldn't hurt him, but it would make him look good. Mm-hmm. If Jay White beats Evil, he's sitting at 14, just like Tanahashi, and he has the tiebreaker over both of them. Okada beats Tanahashi, White's in. I could see that. I could also see Evil beating Jay White, which then makes the Okada-Tanahashi, the winner goes on uh, to make the match that much better. Um, I'm going to stick with my prediction. I'm going to go evil beat Jay White, and I'm going Okada over Tanahashi. Wow, that's going to be a good match. Yeah, they always that's some crazy it. scenarios. I, I, I hope. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with my pick of Jay White kind of winning the, the A block. I'm going to still and stick with that. here's the dark Of all of us saying this, who's to say Tanahashi doesn't win? Yeah. You know? Um, looking at you the gotta, you got to get that promo for that that movie. <laughs> yeah, my dad is a heel wrestler. Heel. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kodobushi sits at ten. Tetsuya Naito at ten. Kenny Omega at twelve. Um, we go into this next night. So here's here's the ultimate thing right off the bat. If Kenny Omega beats Toro Yano, that immediately eliminates Tetsuya Naito before the final night of the tournament. To me. I don't think that happens. Do you? I do not. No, I, I think I even called Yano getting the win against Omega just for certain certain things to happen on the final night. So Yano beats Omega, Naito beats Sonata, and I'm assuming Ibushi then beats Tamatanga. Yes. Okay. Otherwise, so now you. The only thing I thought of is what way, what better way to hurt Kenny Omega in one of two scenarios. Taking out uh, the other half of the Golden Lovers, Abushi, by uh, actually winning cleanly. Well, so okay, so say that happens. So now you got Naito at twelve, you have Abushi at ten, and you have Kenny at twelve. That takes us into our last night. Tetsuya Naito takes on Zack Saber Jr. Naito beats Zack Saber. The only way Naito can advance is if Abushi beats Omega. Um, both Ibushi and Omega beat Naito. So 
otherwise, Naito can advance if Ibushi and Omega draw. Um, if we see, so it's almost the same thing. It's gonna it's gonna come down to what happens with Naito against Zack Saber, and if Naito wins, the only way he advances is if Kota Ibushi beats Omega or if they get a draw. Because Naito will be at 14, but Kenny gets to 14, and he's got the tiebreaker because he beat Naito night two. So it's it's going to come down to these last couple matches. Now, August 8th, uh, this Wednesday, Tuesday night going into Wednesday, that's going to really set up what may happen. If they really want to keep this... Now, here's the thing, too, is you can have... You, you have to have Kenny Omega lose to, lose to Yano. Yes. Um, well, how do you no, let, me, that, let me take that back. Let me take that back. If Omega beats Yano, he's at 14. If Naito beats Sonata, he's at 12. And if Ibushi beats Tonga, he's at 12. So now you go into the finals 12, 10, and 10. Knight 12, 10, and 10. So for no, it won't matter. That then Naito's yeah. eliminated because Naito can only get to 14. And if Ibushi beats Omega, they're all tied at 14, but Ibushi has a tiebreaker over Naito and Omega. Yep. So Omega has to lose to Yano, and Naito needs to win, and Ibushi, it doesn't matter. Because Ibushi can still beat Kenny Omega the last night, and they all tie at 12 points. He makes it in. So tiebreaker against all. (laughs) Yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how this ends up. I can't wait for this show. It'd be Either. cool if Ibushi wins, just due to the fact that we see a G1 winner in person on September 1st at All In at the Sears yeah. Center. So, Alex, if we're going to do that live show Saturday night, Sunday morning, we got to be, we got to make sure we, we've watched all three of these shows before uh, before it starts. We can't be behind. Homework. So yep, bingo. Um, tomorrow night, Sportscast Radio Jordan will be on. Probably be Jordan and myself. Might be Jordan and Elijah, depending how long this all-in conference call goes. Um, but I'm assuming it'll be done after two hours. Um, look at, looking, to get, looking to get a Jaguars representative on to talk some Jags and possibly a Houston Texans. A couple of interviews should be lined up tomorrow. We'll see what happens. Um, Alex, is the pop culture going to return this week? Are you guys going to stay on hiatus? Uh, We're doing some fine-tuning on the pop culturist, of course. Uh, No longer, as the commercial may say, Half Pint is no longer with the show. Uh, So we're doing some fine-tuning. Now we we found out my microphone works, so that was kind of one thing. Uh, So so (laughs) soon, we might have some surprise uh, pop-up this upcoming weekend. Uh, Should be some good stuff. Lots to talk about. A lot of movies we've seen. A lot of chit-chats. Uh, also, we will do some uh, some concerts since I will be seeing Jay Z and Beyonce this Wednesday at TCF Stadium or TCF US Bank Stadium. Well, there we go. So potentially you'll get a uh, we'll be back with you guys Saturday night for a G1 special, and I don't know maybe Friday yeah. night. Uh, Pop Culture is making the return. That'd be awesome. the uh, the The station needs you. The station needs you. <laughs> Conference call though tomorrow because WrestleCast is all in Starcast weekend uh, out in the Chicagoland area, my neck of the woods, my hometown. I cannot wait. 
Uh, plus, I get to, you know, hear Conrad Zamson like, talk to us. That's going to be pretty rad. Uh, but uh, next week, uh, big, big show again. We'll go over the, the end of the G1 Climax 28 tournament. Uh, and we'll see what happens this week on, on WWE. But probably hey, we'll, just we'll have going forward. We didn't almost to SummerSlam. Well, almost be to SummerSlam. Yeah. So... It'll be fun. Well, we may have some uh, some cool StarCast info for you guys, too. We'll see what happens. Thank you all for kicking it with us. Late night. Um, probably late night for the next couple weeks here as my uh, real-life schedule is taking a turn, um, and I've lost my earlier time. But we'll be back once uh, once we get back from All In at the latest. So it'll get fixed, I promise. Um, otherwise, we will catch you guys on the flip side, as always. Have a good one. <laughs>